Hello and welcome to this episode of the Engaged Podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. And today, guys, we are recording our part two of our 200th episode spectacular. And our first guest for this part, but our third guest overall, <laughs> is uh, Rick from Starbase 66. I am three of four. <laughs> You're three of four. That is right. Is it Simon Rick is our third guest? He is. He is number yeah. four. He's four of six. Oh, I like that even better. We are four of six. Because <laughs> yeah. um, Neil, uh, Clive and Dan, Rick, yeah. Wayne and Jude. So four of six. So, okay, technically four. You are fourth guest. I love the way last time we got um, <laughs> T's because we were numbering people. And then you got Rick going, yes, I like being this number. <laughs> we hope you don't mind, Rick. <laughs> we, we we approve. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for coming uh, back on, Rick. Oh, my pleasure. It's always a joy to talk to you guys. Yeah, especially being our 200th episode. So. Yes, and massive congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I can't think say, of yeah. 200 anything I've done, so uh, way to go. <laughs> I'm amazed we've got I can't believe we have. It's crazy. I remember like literally a few years ago, we did our 100, and it's like, oh, you know, it's 200, guys. Bloody hell, that stuck up quick. Yeah, it seems like it was just, you know, a couple of years ago, you were letting me know you even started a show. So uh, way to go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was just trying to think, when was the last time we actually had you on for an episode? Seventh, seventh anniversary, cloaking. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, we did. Yes, that would have been. It's just very helpful, someone having notes, isn't it? Yes, Simon, <laughs> it is very helpful. And also a time for someone just to show off. When we got way into the weeds about the Treaty of Algeron. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that was a really good debate. I might actually really listen to that episode because I think we had a really good debate with that one. So. I don't remember the details, but I remember after we, we hung up, I looked up some of the things I was, I was, the hills I was trying to die on and found out you were right. <laughs> <laughs> It always happens with podcasts, isn't it? You look at something and you go, oh, I wish I'd said that. I wish I'd done that. Like, we did um, Loki quite recently. We did the review of that, didn't we, Jamie? Yeah. And after we recorded that, I, I think I got home and went, oh, I wish I'd said that. I wish I'd said that as well. Like I said to Jamie, it's like, did you know that Frog Falls in there? And it was actually voiced by Chris Hemsworth. Which is Yeah. Which is just an awesome little tidbit that if you blink and you miss it, you miss it. And that was yeah. my favourite bit to trivia. And you just go, how did I forget that? Like, no. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, because uh, Simon, I've, I've been sitting through these Marvel Disney Plus shows. And so I said, was it, was it One Division? Um, yeah. Falcon, Winter Soldier. Yeah. And now, obviously, Loki. And then Loki. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, at least so far, because I've not watched the others, Loki is the best one out of the three. Fantastic show. Uh, you know, I, I loved it. You know, what's funny when you when we have conversations like this, um, <laughs> not not, not I, I'll, I'll talk Marvel all day if you want. Um, <laughs> but remember when when all of those shows were on and it was all anybody was talking about. And now we're like a year away from most of them, at least. And like you mentioned, Loki, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a thing for a little while. It's, it's time so back. It's so weird how the well yeah there's there's going to be a second season yeah yeah um yay but um it is or or like I'll I'll pick up a, a six pack of soda from the store and it's one that's 
you know, been on been in the in the back of the warehouse for a year and it's still got the promos from some movie that was huge for 20 minutes. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, I was really looking forward to that two years ago. <laughs> it's just so bizarre how how things move in and out of the public zeitgeist. And we think it's like the greatest thing at the time. And then it goes away and we we basically forget about it. It's still there. Like, you know, did you watch Loki? Hell yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, I remember he did that, that, that and that. <laughs> but but it's not like on your mind every day like it was when it was happening anymore. Unlike Star Trek. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What? Mate, what have you... on, sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. You, you go ahead. Um, have you watched Lower Deck Season 3 yet, Rick? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, what, oh yeah. What did you think of the overall season? Overall, it was it was one of their better ones. Uh, although it did have two of their worst episodes, in my opinion. Peanut um, the peanut hamper one. Could, you know, if it had been a short trek, if it had been five or ten minutes long, that would have been fine. As a whole episode, I found it really tedious and annoying. I, I mean. Think, hmm. I mean, I love the character. I, I like Peanut Hamper as a character, um, but it just it just droned on and on and on. And, you know, but saying that. It wasn't like I was sitting there going, God, kill me. Will this episode never end? It's it was just as a Lower Decks episode. It was not great. Hmm. Um, I, You know, if it had been like I said, if it had been a short trek or. If we had seen Peanut Hamper above the planet and go down and, you know, meet the bird people and then it shifts to Mariner telling the end of the story in the mess hall and everyone going ah, ha, ha, and going on with an actual story, I would have liked it a lot more. I think giving it an entire episode just annoyed me. Now, I think I mean, at least my initial watch through of it, because I probably will watch it again, but my initial watch through, I didn't enjoy season three that much. I was very disappointed. Um, I felt the first half just there were no the episodes weren't terrible but they just they were just kind of meh like i only really started to enjoy about halfway through i think the first one i really liked was the uh the starfleet recruitment one that was a fun one yeah um and then i think there was a few more i really really liked but i I don't know this season for me just really missed the mark a lot i don't know why the well the 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 one that i will say was bad the one that that i re- i didn't enjoy even watching it through and i'm trying to remember what its main story was it was the one right after the peanut hamper one um oh the one with the reporter on the ship and oh, everybody yeah, yeah. assumed it was mariner that threw the ship under the bus and everybody i mean everybody was so out of character and it was such a sitcom to- uh, concept of Gee, all anyone has to do is ask Mariner, what did you say? And the whole yeah, thread of the story would have fallen apart. Trusted and, sources. Trusted yeah, sources. Trusted sources, yeah. Oddly, that's um, the ones I actually really liked. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, well, no, that's a good point you bring up, though. Well, and also to, to give a bit of context, I don't like sitcoms. It's a rare sitcom that, that I'll watch more than one or two episodes of. The, mm. the Big Bang Theory is like the only sitcom I've watched – Almost all of it, even they finally lost me in season seven. Um, it's just it's just not a, a format I enjoy. That's fair. And enough. the lower decks, for the most part, avoids it. But some it, it and it turns out the episodes I've disliked the most are the ones that kind of regress to being a sitcom on a starship instead of being a Star Trek show that's funny. I love the spectrum. 
So he spoke to Neil and he hates slow dick. So I love the spectrum where we get everyone, everyone in between hating and loving <laughs> something. And then someone hates something and then someone else loves something else. Well, you know what I thought was the best Lower Decks episode they'd done? And I, I, I don't have the, the list or the names in front of me. The first one. Uh, oh, no. Reflections. When they got into where Rutherford got his implant and that there was some nefariousness going on because it was hinted at back in like the first season. But they never yeah. went back to it. And yeah, that, and that episode was one. It, it probably had the least number of callbacks to older stuff, although there was still some. And I was I, 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 I'll hold that thought. Um, but instead of being a silly show that happened to be Star Trek, that was the first time, in my opinion, that they did a Star Trek episode that happened to be funny. And I really enjoyed it. And I think that's also why I, I liked the finale, because oh, they yeah. tied the two together. Brilliant. I, I didn't see that coming. I thought, so, oh, so are they going to do this rougher thing then? Or was it just going to be something for next season? And then it was like, oh, actually, it's like, oh, bloody hell. I, I, the finale was fantastic. That's the one thing Lower Decks has always been good at for each three, all its three seasons. The finale has been brilliant, mm-hmm. I personally think. So I was I loved the finale. It was fantastic. Now, let me let me see if you guys caught this, because I was very proud of myself because no one else on that Star Trek podcast caught this because I'm I, I'm the most TOS of our of, of the bunch there. Um, I never knew, Rick. <laughs> when Not that Ruther- I didn't dress appropriately for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Admiral Kirk Eagle must pin. Ah, nice. In honor for you, Rick. Oh, ah, yeah. well, thank you. <laughs> um. In in young Rutherford's shuttle or racer, on on the the screen next to his head, the 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 bar pattern that we later saw in the in the uh, the Texas class. M five. M five. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was M five. It was also the Atavacron and Gary Seven. They used computer. it about they four times. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I but I just I just thought so. it was a cool throwback. <laughs> yeah. But then that actually became that was the interface for the texas class ai and I, I i that kind of stuff i love i like the pandering i do enjoy the pandering i'm i have no guilt in admitting that um but when they do it in a way that work that ties into the story as well as opposed to just a throwaway joke i think that's when they're they're at their absolute best agreed what about um strange new worlds rick do you like that loved it absolutely loved it i mean i have i have some issues with it um, all of all of the the new Trek shows, and I'm not spelling that with a U. Um, <laughs> all of the new Trek shows are a little more JJ versed than I would like, but I understand why they have to do that because they're trying to bring in. You know, there are a lot of people who their introduction to Star Trek was the Kelvin verse movies. Um, and I there I think there's a there's a lot to like about the Kelvin verse movies, two of them anyway. Um, <laughs> but the Definitely the visual aesthetic. Two. um the visual aesthetic of them is not my favorite uh so seeing some of that creep into track now i i've I've learned to cope with it um um, but i uh why am i blanking on his name anson mount i would follow to the ends of the universe cap his captain pike is hands down the the most likable most relatable, most 
uh, loyalty generating. I don't, I don't know. There isn't an able for that that I can think of. Um, you know, I would, I could see this Chris Pike being someone that Spock would throw his entire career away for, kidnap oh, yeah. people, hijack a ship to do something to help him. Oh, yeah. um, and I don't think, I, I mean, I'm sure that there are other actors who could have done it, but the fact that they got Anson Mount to absolutely nail this part uh, is is just stunning. Yeah, um, I mean, for, for me, it's no surprise, but it's, and all the, even though it's only been one season, out of all the new checks, Strange New Worlds is definitely my favorite, hands down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Although when we saw the trailer, the, the, the Comic-Con trailer for Discovery, it was weird because we've been so into uh, uh, Strange New Worlds and, and then Lower Decks for the last year. Uh, I almost forgot about Discovery. And <laughs> then surprising. we got the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw all the all the faces and I realized how much I missed those people. Um, now, I won't. I, I know that a, lo- a lot of Discovery and Picard, too, some of their storylines aren't the best. You know, it's interesting. I I mean, I actually, I mean, I'm probably in the minority saying this, but I actually quite enjoyed season four of Discovery for me. I did, too. I think it's their second best season they've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, there's still issues with the writing, but it felt like the most Trek season that they've done. Mm-hmm. And, and the ending when they finally met the, 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 the aliens and they were very alien for a change. Um, but the thing about discovery that it's, is it saving grace, even when it's, when it's not being totally terribly well-written. Um, and I don't, I don't get all bent out of shape about them violating Canon or anything like that. I couldn't care less. Cause you know, I've been watching star Trek since 1964 or thereabouts. And, you know, continuity has never been a big issue for them. <laughs> Um, so people getting bent out, you know, all upset about it now is kind of kind of silly. It is lovely um, when it works, though. It, it when is. It, does it work, is. It is lovely. And they're doing, you know, they're doing better. They've there are series that have done it better and series that haven't, but it always, always continuity is second to story to you know what story they're trying to tell. Um, you know, I'm still I still hate Section 31, but that's not going away apparently. So um, I'm, I have to learn to deal with that. Um, but the saving grace of all of the Star Trek, well, all of the Star Trek's period, really, um, but especially, you know, stuff since 2009 on, is the cast. The casting has been, for the most part, spot on, except maybe Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, we can argue that on another episode if you want. What, what are you saying? How dare you? Okay. <laughs> um you know, I, I, I owned Star Trek 2009. I, it was the first Blu-ray I ever bought. Um, and while I didn't care for a lot of it, the cast are so amazing in their roles. Because I'm sure you guys were in the same boat as I was. We were like, someone else is playing Kirk and Spock. I'm not so sure about this. Um, and then Chris Pine and, and Zach Quinto were just amazing. Knocked out of the park. Yeah, uh, and uh, 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 Zoe Saldana. Oh, it's you know I recently found out it's Saldana. Was um, it? I, yeah. Pronouncing uh, it all these years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been saying Nana Visitor forever, and then found out it's Nana. So. <laughs> like I didn't know that either, right? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's it's Nana. Um, um Gates McFadden 
has a podcast. If you haven't heard it, it's called Investigates. And she sits down and interviews her Star Trek friends, her family. And it is incredible. I strongly recommend it. When you when you get to the Nana Visitor episode, though, be someplace where you have tissues handy and and be sitting down because uh, there's there's some things that have ha- that happened to her that I had no idea about that she talks very frankly about and it's absolutely terrifying. Um, oh, okay, yeah. thank you for letting us know. Yeah, um, and she's she uh, there's going to be a well she she let me see who did she talk to in the first season Will Wheaton of course, um, John Delancey. The Na Visitor, LeVar. Did she talk to LeVar? I think so. Maybe Michael Dorn. Um, it's been a while. She's she's busy doing other stuff too. Um, uh, but she's a great interviewer. She she just and and it's it, they're they're friends, so it's just it's it's more of a conversation between two friends than than oh, an gosh. interview. Mm. And uh, and they they it's just it's wonderful. It's called Investigates. Okay, we'll check that out. Mm-hmm. So you were going to ask Rick something? Yeah. Um, please stop your, me from monologuing. <laughs> what is your perspective on a oh, what's it called? Something of Mercy. I did look it up. Errand of the, Mercy. Um, their spin on um. Oh, Balance of Terror. Yeah. Yeah. The, quality the, of the, Mercy. The finale of uh, of oh oh wait. Yeah, yeah, you are right. This season yeah. one of Strange New Worlds, yeah. Yeah, yeah, their their take on Balance of Terror with yeah, quality. I loved it. Oh man, I was choking back the tears the whole way through that episode because because Balance of Terror is you know it's not only one of the best TOS episodes, it's one of the best hours of Star Trek ever. Um, it it, it rightfully belongs in just about every top five episode list you'll find. Um, there are some uh uh. <laughs> Trying to think of a nice way to put this. <laughs> some people who get a little more, little more uptight about the hardware may have some problems with it. Uh, you know, I, I it, the whole point was to make the episode like run silent, run deep, and you know, being quiet in space is kind of stupid. And they had to have a way to to make a noise because I think I I haven't seen run silent, run deep, but I assume somebody like knocks something off a shelf and it blows everything out of proportion or the other sub hears them but it was so beautifully done and then you've got the 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 whole bigotry apps aspect of it which (laughs) there is a there is a a loud minority of so-called trek fans uh, my friend sean calls them fan holes um (laughs) that are like huh when did star trek get so woke and i'm like 1966 dumbass (laughs) um you know kirk says you know leave any bigotry in your quarters there's no room for it here on my bridge um and that was kind of one of the whole points of the episode and one of the whole and one of the main tenets of star trek was that yes we have enemies but they are only our enemies because we don't understand each other um and you know the whole styles hating on Spock because he looks like the Romulans. That was to illustrate that we have to not fear the other. We need to understand the other because ultimately we are the other. Um, in uh, Quality of Mercy, 
I really when I realized what they were doing, I I, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. Um, my only regret is that it was a missed opportunity to not bring Dan, Dan, Michael Frayn back in to play the Romulan commander. Hmm. Um, maybe that would have been a little too on the nose. They weren't, you know, it wasn't on purpose back in in the 60s. It was just. They they didn't figure enough people were watching to really care who was playing what, so they they bring Mark Leonard back again for something else. But uh, I, I would have gotten a kick out of it. Um, I don't think that the actor that they had that played the Romulan commander could hold a candle to Mark Leonard. But that's that's you know if you if you all right let me ask you guys something. Had you seen Balance of Terror before you saw Quality of Mercy? Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, um, I, I I don't think I've had a chance to ask someone who hasn't. I, w- I would be interested to know because I mean the, the the guy that played the Romulan commander he was fine he did a fine job with it, but it was just Mark Leonard did such a great job especially with that last line you know in another in another reality we could have been friends. Um, he put so much weight into that whereas this commander he just eh, said it and then it <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't hold the candle as you said. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. I seeing the, the, uh, the, the updated monster maroon, I thought was really cool. Uh, like how they kept the, the, the flavor of it while still bringing it into the visual aesthetic of, of strange new worlds. Um, I am absolutely head over heels in love with, uh, um, oh, Jess Bush. Thank you. <laughs> because oh, that's yeah. the only name anyone ever mentions. It's never more a name, so. Yeah. I, I, I was lo- I was like, Jess, because I've been following her on Twitter or on uh, on uh, her Instagram, and, and it's just one Jessa. And I'm like, oh, what's her last name? I can't remember it now. Because she's an amazing artist as well. She was like. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, well. she's a, a, an incredible artist long before she became an actor. And uh, she's really fascinating. Does she, uh, does she draw? Does she paint? Uh, yeah. Well, she she paints her her current thing that she does a lot of. Uh, she goes to bee farms like honeybee farms and collects up dead bees, bees that just died on their own. That she doesn't kill them, kill anything <laughs> and then seals them in in uh, clear resin spheres. And then does various art installations with them. Okay. Uh, and she, she also makes jewelry. Uh, rings and necklaces and stuff um, but she also has uh, just more traditional art although traditional really isn't the right word for it it's it's mixed media paint and acrylic and and fabrics and uh, it's very very modern very abstract stuff but she also does also does some photography um, she's really worth looking up you you know I well, I don't know what anybody's financial situations that's listening here, I can't afford any of her stuff. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you know? I watched a wonderful interview with her from Matthew, Matthew Miller over at Trek Zone, which I'd really recommend because she was over in Australia. And that was just a wonderful thing of just kind of a nice chat with her. Mm-hmm. So I'd, yeah. I'd go and check that out if you get the chance. Yeah, but I, I really love uh, Jess. Well, that's say Kate Bush there. Nothing against you, Kate. I like her too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like her too. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Bush, but yeah, she, yeah, she's a, she's fantastic as Nurse Chapel. Oh yeah. I, I've got to stick up for the Brits and say I'm quite a fan of Christina Chung. She's fun she's too. I, I well. follow her. You know what's amazing about her? I, fo- I followed her on Instagram for a while too. Um, 
is that she is so not like her character. <laughs> she's like almost the complete opposite. She's a lot more like the 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 princess she played in the in the fantasy episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the things I like about SNW as well. You, those two, so that one and then the Spock Amok, light-hearted yeah. episodes. When's the last time any of the new tracks really? I mean, maybe this came like more of like like not like lower decks or prodigy, but like the more. I know, I'm trying to think of the right word here. The like the the live action versions of Trek. When did yeah. they last do like a light-hearted episode? I can't think of. I mean, Discovery, very serious, and I don't think I think Picard attempted one in season one, but it wasn't particularly great. But well, the one where Picard went to that planet and and the the casino, but then at the end, Seven of Nine blew this <laughs> woman away. So yeah, I you know I think the closest they got was Magics to make the sanest man go mad, and that wasn't i mean it was comic but it was like really dark comedy oh um harry mud with, with mud yeah mm. yeah actually, yeah episode that's a, that was a good discovery one actually rain, Wil- one? rain wilson's yeah. mud is is fantastic agreed won't yeah. ever be seen again maybe in strange new worlds eventually maybe <laughs> um yeah i i discovery could serve to light could could do with lightening up a little bit and i've heard reports that they are going to try to do that this next season yeah you see the thing is discovery has done comedy before like i think it's was it start of season three where where burnham's with book and i think they're being scanned she gets drugged up oh yeah oh yeah it was done so i don't know if it was just the way it was written or the way it was acted but it was really cringeworthily bad it wasn't even funny i just sat there just going what is this it was just, it just felt so forced yeah, personally. my, my, my biggest yeah, my biggest problem with Discovery uh, and Picard as well, although I think they, they did a little better with the last season with Picard. Um, it just you don't have to endanger the entire universe with every season. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to reel the stakes back a little bit and just do a do a, a do a Star Trek story. Don't have to think, have to save the world again every time. I think that I think that was what we were kind of saying, weren't we? So it's, it's the Marvel effects, isn't it? Yeah. Unfortunately. And and from what I heard, what I've heard, like some of the writers say, that edict comes down from on high. I was like, we got to make it bigger each time. I was like, why? <laughs> really? That's what killed the movies. The movies kept trying to get bigger and bigger, and the budgets got smaller and smaller. Yeah. You know, you can only endanger all life as we know it so many times before it's no longer interesting yeah which is why i like see the this last season of picard because they brought it down and it was really just while they were involved in this other timeline so there was that potential of you know we've got to stop this timeline the stakes really only applied to the crew of the la serena and q so there. <laughs> there yeah. So what do you nice. think of the uh, the California class? Uh, I like it. <laughs> that says to, it all. To a point. Uh, I've always said I prefer um, the other one, Parliament class. Which one? Parliament. Parliament. Which the sovereignesque one. Oh oh oh. Okay. Works better. Yeah, you know, I've I've kind of the I've I've kind of grown 
not disillusioned, but while well, yes, the sovereign looks amazing when it's moving, there are some aspects of it that I don't really care for. Um, I am really looking forward to uh, this next season of Picard with the what is F. the Enterprise J? Um, not no, J. That's F. 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 That looks that looks nice. F. I haven't gotten a really good look at it. Well, <laughs> the rumours are is it's gonna just let you fly in at the end of the season. Oh, is it? Okay. That's that gonna be it's gonna be commissioned right at the end of the season. It's gonna just fly in because it's been commissioned. That's that's rumours I keep hearing. Okay, that would suck. Um, so that may be the scene we're seeing. <laughs> it may be a a Star Trek Beyond Enterprise A moment. There you go. There's a flyby. You got it. Happy people. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. That's all you're getting. We, um, and we're doing for my birthday episode next year. We're ranking every Enterprise. Ah. So what are our favourites are? Um, what? Why are we? Why are we rank them in certain places? There's twelve of them. Is is a is a question, Mick? What's your most favourite one? Original. Connie, yeah. They, <laughs> don't you don't really need to ask me because oh, right. no no bloody A, B, B C, C or D. <laughs> I Although, around, he would have said or E. <laughs> if, if I if I had to choose if 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 this if the, the, the original was not on the table, uh, I'd actually go with the Miranda class. I would love to see more of the Enterprise C. I'm confused now. Miranda is reliant. Oh wait, wait, not Miranda. Derp, uh, ambassador. Yeah. Sorry, I was reading an article. <laughs> I was reading an article yesterday about the Miranda class, and I, yeah, pe- people were were dumping on the Miranda class. I was like, what's wrong with it? Um, I love the thing with that that they designed it the upside down, and then yeah, proved it the other way up, which is a bit wacky. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will I will grant you that the fact that the Miranda class doesn't have an obvious deflector dish is a problem. Um, but it looked so cool <laughs> in in Wrath of Khan, um, that you know I I it you know it didn't even occur to me that there wasn't a deflector dish until I heard someone bitching about it online, and I was like, oh, okay, oh well, <laughs> um, I don't need everything to to work, you know. The, before Lower Decks premiered, there were so many people losing their minds. Um, because the we saw the pictures of the California class, and it was clear that engineering was in that little pod between the nacelles, and everybody's like, "Oh, they get there, they'd have to go through the nacelles." And I'm like, "One, those things are way, you know, look at it from on, you know, you've got twenty or thirty feet of thickness there to those to <laughs> those uh, pylons. You could fit a turbo lift in there, and two, it's a cartoon. <laughs> um, we already had our birth." Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The Oberth had the had a similar, uh, and also we've seen in Picard that transporter technology is getting to the point where people are just walking through a transporter gate and appearing elsewhere. Who's to say there isn't something like that on the Cali? There you just sure. beam to engineering. But I don't even think it needs that. There's plenty of room in those pylons for warp it missiles. Makes them and work, we, damn it. Yeah, and and we've also <laughs> seen plenty of of episodes where. People can be near the nacelles, even inside them, when the ship's running. So it's not the best place to be, but I'm sure that shielding and stuff is there. And it wasn't that just, the, the catwalk Enterprise was that one? Yeah, 
Yeah. Now, now in in Enterprise, they they couldn't go in there when the when the engines were on. Oh no, no, um, no they couldn't. But that was also what two hundred years before. <laughs> yeah. But just you know, I, and and I know that this sounds a little weird coming from me because I am, as you all well know, uh, a, a huge hardware wonk. I love the tech. Um, I get annoyed when I hear the phrase "tech the tech" because I want to hear what they did. <laughs> tech the tech. <laughs> um, you know, I live for techno babble. When I, I, I don't, did I ever tell you guys this? Forgive me if I'm repeating myself. Uh, when I was in college, uni, as you all put it. Um. <laughs> A friend of mine who is still a, who is still a screenwriter and uh, a movie maker, he was writing plays. We were in the same drama department, and he wrote a play with a part just for me because it was a guy who thought he was an alien and was just spewing nothing but techno babble the whole time. And he's like, I want you to audition for this. And I'm reading it like, you wrote this for me, didn't you? <laughs> was that fun to say? Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh <laughs> I, I even went on 20 years later when I was then a teacher. Uh, I directed that same show with some students of mine. And uh, the guy that played that role had as much fun with it as I did. I love that you just did Monty Python. It was a it was. Oh, wow. It was such a surreal experience because I've been a Monty Python fan since I was eight. I still remember the first time I saw the show. Uh, it was with my dad. We were visiting his parents, my grandparents. And he's looking through the TV guide and he's like, oh, Monty Python's Flying Circus is on. And I'm eight years old thinking, oh, I like circuses. And then this show happened and I, it just it just blew me away. I had no idea what I'd just seen, but I loved every minute of it. Uh, and so I have been I have seen just about everything Python has to offer. And so they put together this show. It's called Monty Python's Educational Show, spelled with a K. Um and it's just a it's just kind of a random selection of their sketches with a you know really slim little bit of narrative to keep to tie them together and when my colleague said he wanted to do this i was really worried um because you know python is a particularly um it it can be an acquired taste especially if you haven't grown up with it and I wasn't sure that our students would would get it and would or would enjoy it. Um, I knew it was going to be hard for me to watch because I am so. Uh, so familiar with the material, whenever anyone misquotes Python, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. <laughs> and this whole show is people misquoting Python because, you know, they're they're college students and they would lose their lines or wouldn't know where to put the right inflection because they're not John Cleese or, you know, stuff like that. But it, it went over great. The students had a great time. Uh, our audiences loved it. We had record-setting attendance. Um, and it was a blast. And I I am so glad we did it. True. You just all needed after recent events with um, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Just just doing so. Yeah, because because uh, folks, if you all don't know, where I live, we just got hit by a hurricane a month ago. Yeah, about that, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hurricane Ian, uh, and it it devastated everything about 100 miles south of me. It was supposed to hit me. It didn't. It went south and just totally tore up the coastline. Um, But we didn't know it wasn't going to hit us, so we lost like two weeks of rehearsal and uh, and performance time because the school shut down. Because a a hurricane, 
it takes forever to get there and you have to prepare for it. And we have to send all our students home and batten down and get ready for the hurricane. Whether it hits us or not, we still lose a bunch of time. And so we ended up pushing the show back a week. Um, and these two gentlemen very, very kindly adjusted their schedule. <laughs> so that I Well, fortunately, I planned for it for once. Normally, I try <laughs> and do these in the space of a week. And then it, I get upset and disappointed. And I tell Jamie, I'm never going to do this again. But I actually plan like three or four weeks for this one. Because I knew I was going epic and I just thought, you know what, let's actually plan ahead this time and try and fit everyone around. And I think so far I've only had one that stuck to when it when I actually <laughs> sorted it out for. All the ones have shifted around and it's been a bit of a nightmare trying to go, when's what? When's that now? What? <laughs> so it was like messaging, messages from Rick and it's been like, we're going to move it back. And it's like, that'll work. That'll still work. It's not going to go out for a bit. And it's a bit like... No worry, like this is your least you worries. Like we we can do that. We can still do that. Well, I appreciated it because uh, I I I really enjoy coming on your show, and I was I was bummed when it looked like it wasn't going to happen, but y'all made it happen, and I'm here, and I'm very happy about that. <laughs> because when Jamie did it last time around, we got three people on. Yeah. And aside this time around, it's accumulation of six different pe- six people. Yeah. So it's a huge mission trying to get everyone on and trying to get dates that all works for people. And it's been fun. I'm not sure I want to do it again, but we haven't got another anniversary for another, what, three old years before we attempt something like this again. <laughs> and by Just... then you'll have forgotten the pain. <laughs> Would it give it yeah. another go, si? <laughs> Well, you've got to also bear in mind, this may be a good time to actually plug um, the poll, Jamie. Um while yes. sort of we've been doing this, I've also been organising a poll because one of our other friends who was on the last one. This is why yeah. I don't do time things. I did. This will make sense. <laughs> this is why I don't do time things. It always complicates things. With one of the guys who's celebrating ten years of his blog. So we did. We done an award poll, which is on Google Forms, which is actually now live. Not that that makes any sense because it was live last time you listened to the last bit, but time crap. Um, and it's what was I going with this? And it's now running. And, and yeah, I'm conf- what's, what's it a poll about? <laughs> what's it called? Sorry, the best and worst elements of Star Trek, which oh. I'd really like to see what you'd vote for because there's some things that we've spoken about in this one that I think you'd be intrigued about, like. I came up with the new Back in a minute. best newcomer category, mm-hmm. and Jess Bush is in there. I, I I would definitely agree. Although Sonequa Martin Green is a pretty or and oh, well newcomer define newcomer. Are like new, all of new, them newcomers or <laughs> new track kind of thing? Okay, because because I think uh, Sonequa and Anson. Ethan Peck is great. <laughs> It'd be well, hard to pick. We narrowed it down to four. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to bring up my. Is it doing anything? I forgot to say. Work, well, damn it. <laughs> there we go. That, that better. Hit the wrong button. Wrong file. Uh, we came up with Jess Bush, Doug Jones. Tony Newson and Ella Purnell, so Nurse Chapel, Saru, Beckett Mariner, and Gwen from uh, Prodigy. Oh, 
Um, of those, well, <laughs> I mean, Doug Jones, Doug Jones is amazing, but he's not, I mean, he's a newcomer to Star Trek, but he's, you know, he's been doing this forever. Um, and so, uh, yeah, of the, oh, between Jess Bush and Tawny Have Newsom, fun. <laughs> that's, I mean, I love Tawny. Uh, and if you've heard any of her off screen, she's just incredible. Um, you know, hearing interviews with her or, or listen to her interview people on the, on the, the, the pod directive. I've seen pod. some of the panels with her and they do seem like an awful lot of fun when they did um, New York. It might be New York. It's a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, New York. That was well, there was also there was also the, the Vegas. Uh, it's not called. Uh, when, when Param- Paramount. Star Trek Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah, and they um, were an awful lot of fun because I watched all the panels to find out new information for them. I think that was Comic-Con because that's that's when a lot of stuff got released. Um, but yeah, Tawny Newsom is just she's she is a force of nature. <laughs> yeah, I've got a pin of her as well. Fancy it's pin. Is this? Uh... It's the pole. Oh, that's the that's the blog you're you're talking about. OK. Yeah, I sent you a link to the poll so you can go and vote in it. Oh, that is the that is the poll. Wait, what did I do? Oh, OK. That is the poll. All right. Let me see. We need your votes. All right, I'll go through. You don't want me to do this now, right? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I'll just I'll just drift over to that. But I will I will answer. I will I will fill that out, and, and I will have a battle royal in my head between Tawny Newsom and Jess Bush, and see who comes out on top. And then um, there's also um, best Easter egg. Ooh. Hello. Sorry about that. Hello. What have I missed? Us uh, about me pole. trying to trying oh. to choose between Tony Newsom and Jess Bush and uh, having a hard time of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still need to vote in the poll myself, actually. <laughs> so, because best Easter egg, we went for the collector's ship in uh, Lower Decks, uh, R2D2 in the Coven Timeline films, the Enterprise D MSD Easter eggs, and Murph. Origins in Prodigy Murph's Origins? Yeah, um, something um, Clive voted for one desperately wanted. Um, it's a reference back to coming coming of age in Next Gen. Oh, um, okay. Wesley. Because he's a melanoid slime worm, which came up in that episode. I vaguely remember. Yeah. Oh, all right. I missed that one. There's, um, I, I put notes in the thing because I I thought it would be helpful to explain what they were on about. Otherwise, it's a bit like, what are these E6? I don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> See, that that's the, the, the problem with a lot of, uh, especially in, in Lower Decks. Um, and well, in general, the, the definition of Easter egg is getting uh, stretched. <laughs> yeah, definitely on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, uh, you know, especially freaking screen rant, like 10 things you missed about in, in the last episode of whatever. And it's like, here are all these secret things. And it was like, it's not an Easter egg. If they actually talk about it, you dumbass. <laughs> you know, mentioning Kirk and Spock in the dialogue is not an Easter egg. It's, you yes. know, 
but then you know that that bar where there were all kinds of cool things just up out of you know just in the background uh, or the the whole episode in the in that museum thing yeah. uh, in the the collector you know okay yeah that was a lot of those were easter eggs because they were you know but you know the 40 foot spock skeleton i'm sorry that's not an easter egg that's right in your face reference <laughs> um it's hilarious but <laughs> what's, but what's will... your thoughts jamie on what on um best newcomer so who are the options Jess Bush, De- 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 Jess Bush and um, Doug Jones, Ella Pennell was Gwen in Prodigy, but uh, no point mentioning it because you haven't seen it. Tony Newsom again? Mariner. Uh, yeah. Mariner. Oh, Bush. Probably Jess Bush, but it's not really a surprise. I'll probably go for that. That's just me, but personally. But yeah, go and vote in that because it's a little fun. It won't take you much time. And we spent an awful lot of hours doing it. I said to Jamie once before we got going, I look at the Word document I tried to jiggle all this with. I think it's got 40 hours on it. Wow. That's a lot. You've got to bear in mind that I got asked about it back in, when did I say? It's like May. I think it was May that I got asked about it. And it was just like between May and like no. October, November, yeah, just a constant mm. back and forth, just trying to work out what the hell we're doing, what we're not doing, and stuff. And then um, I also tried to make a choice from every Star Trek television series and film. They're all included. Nice. You, you can go in there, and they're all included in some form or fashion. And that's I can tell you that, that's that's hard work. I can tell you that's quite hard work trying to fit them all in. I, I will. I will do it. Get it done this evening. Thank you. <laughs> So let me ask you, uh, I assume that you have both heard, now that it's not happening, the the basic outline of what Star Trek Four was going to, going to be, the, the, the Kelvin Star Trek Four. I saw the articles, but I didn't read it. Um, that, well, they didn't go, the, the, the overhaul plot wasn't really discussed, but the, the, you know, they were trying to get Chris Hemsworth to come yeah. back as George Kirk, and the yeah. way that they were going to do it was a retcon that he wasn't killed when the uh, the Kelvin crashed into the Narada. Somehow his section of the ship just was floating around. That's and, helpful. And then he <laughs> pulled a Scotty and put himself into the transporter buffer, and then uh, the Enterprise yeah. finds it 80 years later or whatever. Not 80 years later, but... Hello, yeah. Sean! And and that's how they were going to bring them back together. And I'm not sure if we dodged a bullet or not on that one. Oh, it's again, it's Marvel interfering again. Like, oh, we'll get Chris Hemsworth in because he'll bring in the Marvel fans. Uh, oh, you know, I think as much as I'd love, in a way, love to see another Kelvin timeline film. It, 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 it's been Stop involved. bringing Tom's people gone. back. And that as well. Well, you know, the, the 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 thing that annoys me. I mean, I Maybe I don't think. Sorry, um, right, you, you carry on. I was being I, silly. <laughs> well, part of the problem is that if they did that, then there would be no plausible way for George Kirk to have aged ten years, which Chris Hemsworth clearly has. Um, now, uh, uh, Jamie, you you remember that Hemsworth played. Kirk's father in the first movie, right? Yeah. Okay, just just making sure. Um, uh, I I I was 
cool with the idea of bringing them both back. Um, I just would have, I, I don't think that would have been a good plan because we would have had a, you know, you know, unless they, Oh wow. He aged in the buffer somehow. <laughs> um, Maybe he was in there with some scra- um, shouting goats. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part of Thor. I love the goats. Uh, <laughs> Hello kitty. Um, she was sleeping. Now she's going to come over and mess with my toes again. <laughs> she's like 19 years old and really doesn't listen to anyone anymore. <laughs> least of all me. Uh, she should start yelling at me to feed her any minute now. Um, but uh, the the thing that bothers me the most about this is I'm still hearing people blame Chris Pine and, and Hemsworth to some extent for holding out for more money is what it keeps coming down as. And that's completely not what happened. What happened was they had contracted to do a fourth film and they had contracted to do a fourth film for a set amount of money. And then the, the studio went, oh, wow, Star Trek Beyond didn't make us a billion dollars like we wanted it to. Let's uh, let's shortchange everybody. Now, I know that. I'm kind of defending millionaires here. But. Uh, you know, it wasn't like. Pine and Hemsworth are like, we're not going to do it unless, you know, we make, you know, huge amounts of money. They were like, we contracted for this. This is what you agreed to. And now you want to change that. No. (laughs) And actually, I don't think they even got as far as no. I think it was just negotiations. And then, you know, I, I, I don't I have no sympathy for them. You know, you know, if oh, I'm only going to get one million instead of five million. Boo hoo. But they have to protect their brand. You know, they are their brand. And, you know, the first time that it becomes public that, you know, oh, they don't care what you contract them for. They'll talk. You, you can talk them down. Then their, the, you know, then their reputation goes away. And I think it's grossly unfair uh, to Pine and Hemsworth to put the blame on them because this movie didn't happen. It's the studio's fault for not uh, sticking to what they agreed to. Yeah. And yeah. and also for escalating the films they you know, if you look at the TOS films, uh, TNG or not TNG, TMP, the motion picture had a huge budget, um, although not as big as it was reported, because in the accounting, they rolled all of the phase two pre-production into the TMP budget. So there was a lot of stuff that was made for phase two that got accounted to the, the the motion picture budget a lot of stuff they made for phase two and didn't use um and then wrath of khan had a much smaller budget and then uh search for spock had a smaller budget voyage home you know every movie had a, a the same or a smaller budget and with the kelvin movies they went exactly the opposite i don't know what the budget for 2009 was but it was it was not small and then they they kept ramping it up and trying to make each one bigger. And then when when Beyond just didn't sell as well as they wanted it to, then they started trying to to take it out on, on uh, you know, make make up the shortfall with the actor's salaries. And if they were trying to do that to the people above the line, I can imagine how screwed the 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 crew and the, you know, the, the gaffers and the grips and all the people below the line were getting. Sorry, I monologued again. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, it's it's a bit daft, really. Just kind of, 
And there's a, there's the argument of should it even be made, really, in terms of um, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, that that's the other thing. I mean, I'm glad that they that they uncategorically announced that they would not recast Chekhov because that that would be that would just be wrong. Oh, great. Um, I mean, you know, when when a 90 year old actor passes away or, you know, or when you're you're the, the person who created the part is still around, but is way too old to play it and you recast it, that's fine. But the you know, the tragedy, the absolutely bizarre tragedy that happened to Yelchin is just it's way. Too, I mean, it's not I, I don't think it'll ever not be too soon, but it's definitely too soon to think about recasting Chekhov unless they're going to wipe the whole slate clean and start over. As Jamie said, I think. The boat sailed. Like, yeah. This opportunity's come and gone. Yeah, I mean, the, the Kevin Tomlin films, they, they did what they set out to do. You don't really need another film. And as much as I would like it, I, just, I, think, I just don't think it's going to happen. It's just been stuck in development hell for so long. Yeah. It's not to say it won't happen. There's a small chance, but I don't think it will. I, there, you know, there may someday be more Star Trek movies, but I don't think we're going to see the, the Kelvin timeline. We're not going to see this cast no. again. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's fine with me. One thing I've learned over the, the past five, uh, five decades is that Star Trek really does best on television. That's where it belongs, where you've got the time to explore the issues that make Star Trek Star Trek. Although I would love a Strange New Worlds movie. I really would. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, that's just me, though. Wishful thinking. Yeah, I, I, you know, I certainly wouldn't hate it. Um, if they did I would, well. What I would, you know, what I would almost prefer, though, and and, and here's the problem with the, a quote Star Trek movie is as soon as it becomes a movie, then you get the big money investors involved, and then you've got so many fingers in the pie that you get stuff like Into Darkness or uh, um, or even 2009, where it's got to appeal to such a broad audience in order to maximize their return on investment that it gets watered down into just a basic action film that doesn't need to be Star Trek. Yeah. You know, Into Darkness wasn't a bad movie. Into Darkness was a bad Star Trek movie. If it had been any other property, if you had changed all of the ships and didn't didn't call it Star Trek, I would have loved the hell out of it. Yeah, I mean, I used to really like Into Darkness, but kind of rewatching it uh, a few years back, I was watching all three, and I just thought to myself, you know what? Actually, as much as it's, it's, I enjoy it for what it is, there are some there are some flaws in this film that just stuff that just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And, and out of the three, it's my it's definitely my least favorite. Out of the Kelvin Tarnon ones, it's definitely my least favorite. Yeah, and you know, I didn't hate it when I first saw it. It, it took me three or four watchings before I started realizing, wait a minute, they're beaming from Earth to Kronos. Um, <laughs> do we I guess we don't need starships anymore, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, and as I hinted at before, Cumberbatch was the worst person to play Khan. Um, even and, and 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 you know, and the pre the JJ. Oh, no, he's definitely not Khan. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it was like the worst kept secret ever, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, By the way, I don't. Did, did you guys see my tattoo? Since we've talked last, I got to start a new Star Trek tattoo. Oh really? No, yeah. I think so. Hang on. On your arm. Oh, yeah. to boldly go. Nice. Oh, I love that. When did you get that done? I got it in May. It was a birthday present to myself. <laughs> oh, very nice. 
Thank you. Yeah, I think, the, I, uh, I, think I saw you post about it. I think. Oh, I, yeah, I posted it um, as soon as I got home, but it was still bleeding, <laughs> covered in plastic and stuff. Um, yeah, I had a, uh, I, I've been wanting this for, well, at least two years. And I was going to do it last year. My, my birthday's at the end of April. And I was going to do it last year. And, uh, oh, my car, <laughs> it was mine or my, my wife's car broke. And it was like, well, there goes that money. <laughs> and so this, this, the next year I was like, all right, I don't want any presents. Just, I want to get that tattoo. And so, uh, do, do you have like a jar, like a, a jar of money or something? You try and save up for stuff and you're going to save it for something, but something happens and you keep having to use it. Pretty much. It, we have to be really quiet if we actually get a little bit ahead so our cars don't hear us. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that. Do you know, you've seen Up, Rick? Yes. Up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of that scene. Him and his wife want to go to, um, oh, blue was it? Venezuela, South America, and um, Paradise Falls, and they save up for it. But each time something happens, they break into the door and have to pay for something. That's what mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of. Yep, or the cat gets sick, or the dog gets sick, or my da- my daughter sprained her ankle earlier this week which was an unexpected doctor visit and uh <laughs> oh, she right yeah she's fine now. it was it was it was a fairly minor sprain she was only on crutches for a couple of days um, and and she discovered that crutches really suck so it really kind of <laughs> motivated her to get off of them sooner I can't say i know that fit inside but i'll take your word for it <laughs> it uh, i've i've yeah i've been on crutches more than a few times and it's it it you think it's kind of, you know, gets you some sympathy and stuff and you can actually move faster on crutches because you're swinging and, and but they tear your armpits and your wrists up really badly. They're not fun. Anyway, <laughs> but I digress. Um, is there anything more we wanted to chat about at all? I'm trying to think of. Uh, oh, we've got some we've got some new characters coming in next year. Uh, the next season on Strange New Worlds. All right. Uh, new new woman. Yeah, getting a new engineer. Oh, oh, and it's um, she's oh, I know her. Um, not not personally. Um, oh heck, I was uh, uh, all right. I gotta look her up. <laughs> so I saw I'm just doing that right now. I decide. <laughs> so I'm good at. True. Carol Kane. Carol, oh, Carol Kane, yes, yes. Um, okay, have you all ever seen the movie Scrooged? Scrooged, I think so. Uh, Bill Murray Christmas movie? Uh, maybe, I'm not okay. quite sure. Uh, all right, then uh, what about The Princess Bride? Oh, yeah, I've seen The Princess Bride, yeah. Okay, she played Miracle Max's wife. Oh, I'm right, not a I'm witch, I'm your wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, going to be her, is it? Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, she was she was the ghost of Christmas present in in Scrooged, and she beat M- Bill Murray up with a toaster, which was great. Um, she was also now going way back to to when I was young. Um, there was a TV show in the states called Taxi, and she was on that as well. Um, so she's been kind of around my whole life, and she's she's an amazing comedic actor. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm I'm really looking forward to what she brings. She's she's going to be kind of like the the Tig Notaro of of Strange New Worlds, I would imagine. Uh, although she's she's pretty good at playing it straight too, so I'm I'm excited to see what she's bringing to the show. What else What else do you know about season two? Or was it 
That's it. Well, there's there's a there's a couple of villain there's a villain pair coming in um, that I don't I didn't recognize either of them. Um, they're they're not twins. They're just a, a couple of aliens who are going to be the I imagine the chief antagonists. Are you excited about the crossover? Uh, I think I would have been a lot more excited about it if they didn't tell us it was coming. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to kind of like Star Trek news stuff, I don't really check up on that kind of thing. Partly because I want to be surprised, as you know. So yeah, but, it's it's been kind of hard to avoid. But yeah, I, I did hear about obviously the uh, Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds crossover, which should be interesting. Now I have heard uh, Tawny Newsom and um, I am just terrible with names today. The guy that plays Boimler, Je- uh, Quaid. Daniel Quaid? Jack. Jack Quaid. Um, talking about, uh, apparently it's going to be live action that, that Boimler and Mariner are going to be showing up as human people on, on the, because they were talking about getting into the, you know, getting their uniforms made for real and stuff. Um, so it's going to be, it's, I, I think it's, it's going to be interesting. I have, I have faith in Mike McMahon that it will be done in a way that's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I said, like I've said a lot, Tawny Newsom is incredible. So uh, I, I, any, any more of her is is always welcome. And I really enjoy Jack Quaid um, uh, on The Boys. Have y'all watched The Boys? No. Nope. Um, <laughs> it, it's a. It, it. Have you heard of it? Do you Do you know what it is? I'm aware of it, uh, but not my thing. Um, it's it's <laughs> a super. It's what if superheroes were real, and they were corporate bastards. <laughs> interesting concept uh, uh you know imagine superman with no moral compass who's only worried about his public image and profit is oh carl urban uh yeah carl urban's in it doing an accent even my english friends have no idea what it is uh <laughs> it's that kind of australian-ish or... oh, that bad eh? <laughs> yeah um uh, carl urban daniel quaid uh or jack quaid um I don't think anybody else is really a name or at least nobody that I knew before before watching it. But uh, I mean, it's it's pretty gruesome and uh, pretty twisted at points. But I, I found it incredibly compelling and I, I like can't not watch it. I think it's great. It says I might be worth checking out. Uh, just, you know, it, it's it's uh, oh, I'm not. What are your ratings? What? What would be the rating for a movie that no kids under the age of 17 were even allowed near the theater? 18 plus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, (laughs) it's right up there. Fair enough. Yeah. I I really hope that it didn't, that that there aren't some parents out there went, oh, it's a superhero show. Let's watch it with the kids. (laughs) Uh, No, this isn't what you think. (laughs) This is more in Deadpool territory. Speaking of, they're doing a third one of them, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah, big. with with Hugh Jackman as as Wolverine. Why not? Um, the 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 way they announced it was, I think, was, was it at Comic Con? Um, it's just it's just uh um, <laughs> Rudd. I cannot remember anybody's name today. What's my daughter's <laughs> name? Um, the guy that plays Deadpool. Um, Ryan 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 Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Who's like, yeah. <laughs> Um, he's just sitting on a couch and he's like, Hey folks, we're going to talk to you about 
he's in a, in a living room. And I want to talk to you about Deadpool 3, but we really don't know what we're doing yet. But we're going to do another movie. And then uh, then Hugh Jackman just walks behind the couch, so like just eating popcorn or something. And he, he walks <laughs> past the couch and he starts going up the stairs behind him. And, and uh, Reynolds goes, hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine again? Yeah, all right. <laughs> and the whole, the whole room loses its mind. Because well, it was one of those. That's how they promote. They announced it. Yeah. That's clever, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we don't know yeah, anything about it other than Wolverine's going to be there and Hugh Jackman's playing it. I really like the first two films. I thought they were. I, thought they I did too. Them. I really liked them. I knew nothing about Deadpool before I saw the movie, other than you know the occasional internet meme uh, that showed him. What about you, sir? Not, not your thing, or did you like it? No, nah. not seen them. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Well, my wife is a big Marvel fan. It, it's funny because, like, when we go to a Star Trek movie, I'm the one going, oh, this is talking about this, or this is talking about that, or, or on the, the TV shows. Um, when we see a Marvel movie, it's the other way around. I'm like, honey, what the <laughs> hell just happened? Well, back 20 years ago. <laughs> and, then, and then she'll monologue at me for a while. You ain't cool then, aren't you? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it, it, you know, I'm the sci-fi nerd, and she's the fantasy nerd. And we... we, we uh, we complement oh, each other quite well that way. <laughs> Although she keeps trying to get me into anime and I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> I have tried many times and it just doesn't work. <laughs> Where do we stand and up to at the moment, Rick? Oh, man, that finale was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I I just Jody Fo- Jody Jody Foster. Jody <laughs> Whitaker <laughs> deserved so much better than she got. Um. I I loved I loved her performances. I I I love her from everything I've seen. She just seems like, you know, a really nice person. Oh, just like with Gates McFadden, David Tennant did a podcast for a little while where he interviewed his friends. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, I I think it was called something like I've got a podcast with David David Tennant or something like that. He's a real good interviewer as well. Uh, He interviewed her. They're they're like old friends. They've been friends forever. Uh, and she just sounds like a truly delightful person. Um, and there were some good moments in her time with with uh, Chibnall's Who, but just overall, this was not very yeah, good. I mean, I've not watched Doctor Who in a long time, but I've said Simon's talked about it, and I have heard that the writing for Jodie Whittaker's, yeah. I'd say Foster like you, <laughs> her time there, just the writing wasn't very good. No, and she, I mean, and it's not like she couldn't have handled it because – you know, she she and I've seen doctors who are good at being, you know, like Tennant was really good at being the affable doctor. Uh, but when he got it, when he became the angry doctor, I never really bought it. Um, uh, uh, um, Smith, Matt Smith. He was a pretty good balance, although, I, you know, he he was. He was a little too, too cuddly as well. Too what? Hyper. Oh, too hyper. Yeah, that 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 too. And who likes um, fish fingers and custard? <laughs> Capaldi was really good at the at the at the uh, butthole doctor. Um, sounds like a proctologist. Um, you know, he 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 brought he brought the kind of the angry crusty. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm trying to behave American myself. I can't remember if y'all. <laughs> I can't remember if you guys swear on your show or not. I'm trying to behave myself. Um, but, uh, you know, Capaldi was really good at the angry doctor. And Jody, 
we the, the few times she got to be the angry doctor, it was always written so badly that it just didn't work. And I know that she could do it better. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds to me like that, that her era of Doctor Who was she was great, but the, the writing was terrible. Exactly. She did the best of what she could do, what she got. Mm-hmm. That's Chibbers. Yeah. And it seemed like Chibnall was more interested in leaving his mark on the on the legacy of Who rather than just writing good stories. Yeah. Thank you know, God they bring Russell T. Davis back. I have mixed feelings about that only because I was really ready for Davies to go when he when he went. Because uh, he, you know, the the one thing he was really, really known for was the whole romantic tension between the Doctor and the companions, and I never, I never cared for that. Um, except, you know, <laughs> and and here's where I kind of get turned, get that turned on my ear because one of the things I hated about this this finale was they have been, they didn't basically, they were, they, that means. Yeah. Are you familiar with the term queerbaiting? Are you familiar (laughs) with the term queerbaiting? No. Okay. It's where a show will take two characters of the of the same gender uh, and really ramp up the romantic tension between them. But never make it quite over overt enough that. Anyone can say something was happening, but it's enough that that uh, uh, most of the fans thought LGBTQ it was going fans, on. yeah, yeah. Um, like Zena and Gabri- Gabrielle, mm-hmm. if if you ever watched that, or um, yeah. uh, Sherlock and and Watson in in Sherlock, um, and they were really, I mean, they even had Yaz express that she was in love with the Doctor, and the Doctor was didn't shut it down completely. Was just like, I don't want to deal with this now. But then they get to the finale and it's Yaz and the doctor, uh, you know, sitting on top of the TARDIS. And it's like it never even happened. It's just like, really, really chip nose. I mean, even if it had just been, you know, the doctor saying, I'm sorry, I can't. That would have been fine. It just acknowledge it. But it was just like, let's step back to before Yaz ever said anything. Nothing worse than setting up a potential plot line and just not following through with it. Even That's chip no. Yeah, that's Chib. No, because that whole the main thing he set up completely threw the fandom under the bus. And it's a bit like, oh, no, I'm not going to deal with it. And it's just like, really? You're that stupid, man. I take it then, sir, you didn't like the Doctor Who finale either then. Oh, you should watch it, Jamie. And you'll sit there going, what the hell is this plot about? It makes no sense at all. And why do we have to go back to the Daleks and the Cybermen again? Oh. <laughs> uh... It, I think one of the episodes I was never keen on, I think it was a Christmas one, was where it was Matt Smith and the Cybermen Daleks and, oh, what else was it? Time and a Doctor. Yeah, Weeping Angels all teamed up to try and destroy him. And it's like, instead of strategically coming together, they all attack the Doctor at different to- at different points. How does that make any sense? If, you, if, if he's like all their enemies and they've got a common goal, then surely you should attack him at the same time or do it in a strategic way. No, we'll just attack you randomly on our own here, this one there. How's that going to work? Oh. Yeah. Right, I, anyway. I, I wanted to like it. I wanted to, to see Jody go out with a, you know, with a really good episode. And it just, wasn't. And it, just it was mediocre. Um, I mean, it was I mean, I, it wasn't their worst. It wasn't like the, the one with the pyramid in Capaldi's era. That was no. just absolutely What's awful. That about? Uh, What's that? What's that? 
it, I think it was like the pyramid at the end of time or some crap like that. Uh, it was just it was just stupid. Was it ancient um, Egypt or something? No, no, it was in London. No. <laughs> this These pyramid monks, just showed up. Monks taking over. Oh, just don't go there, Jamie. Just yeah, I, it it was it that oh, okay. you know a lot of times with these. It you know you're watching it and it's not painful to watch just afterward you're like eh, that wasn't so great that one hurt to watch <laughs> that Fair one enough. was just like get on with it yeah okay um, well, I won't ask any more of that because it sounds like it's painful painful uh, well I, I honestly don't it. remember I don't remember enough of the plot line to to be able to say much more I just remember it was a it was a pyramid <laughs> and it was they were in a simulation I think maybe okay. and but you just yeah. said monks pyramid in London that just sounds odd enough in itself yeah. Yeah. And and of course, you know, all of this stuff always happens out in the open in the middle of London or in the middle of Cardiff, and then nobody ever knows about it a week later. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, doesn't sound like I've missed much with Doc, missed much with Doctor Who, at least not like the recent stuff anyway. <laughs> no. There was there were some good episodes, but yeah, overall, get the dick for them. Yeah. And and the the who was the the comedian that was on this last season? John Bishop. Or John Bishop. I you know I could I, I he seems like a nice guy. I'm told he's funny. <laughs> didn't I could quite have totally done without his character. Hmm? Didn't quite translate to the UK market then. He's quite a big famous comedian over here, but I don't imagine. I'd never heard of him. <laughs> and 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 you know and and I know that's that's kind of a um. Pardon me, I'll stop spewing random syllables. Uh, um, I, I know that that's something that happens with Doctor Who. And of course, you know, it happens with our stuff, too, where there's, you know, a, a big name over here gets put in a show for because to, to bring people in. Um, but usually when that happens with Doctor Who, after the episode, like the, the oh, the, the bald monk dude that was following Matt Lucas. Yeah, he N- was Nardo. Fun. Nardo. Yeah, he was fun. And I enjoyed his character. And then I found out that he's somebody over there. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Bishop, that's his name, John Bishop, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, his character had no reason to be there yeah. other than he, had he no was house. there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, the, parents, and, the, and the dog the kidnapped him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, you know, I actually enjoyed that storyline um, a lot more, although his parents taking out a, Santarin with a frying pan. I guess they figured out to hit him on the back of the neck. I did like that they brought the Santarins back. That was fun. I like Santarins. Um, but anyway, that's another rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more room in this TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been mixed. To put it nicely. Yeah. Hit and miss. Yeah. Glad to be moving on, although I get I do kind of agree with the David Tennant. It is a bit like what, like it, what was it? I think I heard something recently where it is a bit distracting from what Jodie Whittaker was doing, the first female Doctor and the first Black Doctor with the new one. It's a bit kind of oh, we haven't got enough confidence here. We're throwing this thing to just get the ratings up again. Yeah, I I had forgotten that until I you know when Jodie was regenerating i was like oh we're gonna see shooty no it's tenant that's right i forgot about that <laughs> but at least they're at least they're i i like the reaction i was like what <laughs> um so hopefully that means they're going to at least acknowledge that this has never happened before and and you know 
how is how is this supposed to happen? Um, I think because it was a false regeneration, which is why they've done it this way. Hmm. Okay. I think is the reasoning I've seen behind it, but I don't know. I I, I know see, something was, about Doctor Who, but I don't know it all. Yeah. And th- and this is that was another thing. You know, I'm sure that there were a lot of people who really enjoyed the finale because Ace and Tegan yeah. were in it. I never saw them, so all of that nostalgia just went right past me because I never saw them. I, well, I saw one episode with Ace and if you can beat up a Dalek with a baseball bat, then why are they such badasses? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Chibnall writing cameos poorly, but he's always done that. It's the SI, I was watching a review on YouTube and it was just like, you've done the same with um, Captain Jack. So like, yes, let's come and do it with another three characters. Yeah. Why not? But were there were there some good episodes in in Jodie's era? Like some good episodes where he wrote episodes well. This guy you mentioned, um, the series writer. two was was pretty good. Hmm. Um, and and like and there was that whole uh just being thrown back in time and and the the the, the planet and I thought that was pretty cool. And with the with the dog guy, the dog people, <laughs> I thought that was. The, it, I'm I'm really being disjointed because the the while I remember Star Trek plots quite well, Doctor Who stuff tends to go in my eyes and and just kind of out again. Um, and this 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 particular uh, three series are even more so. Um, but I I did think that the 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 last few episodes of of the second series were pretty good. What about you, sir? I'm having to look them up. Ah, okay. <laughs> that says it all, then, doesn't it? Really. <laughs> Uh, no, because I'm I'm kind of reminded when I used to watch Doctor Who, on you know, the early ones, and when it was mainly Moffat. You know, Simon said to me before I started watching, Stephen Moffat is very hit and miss. And I mean, I personally agreed. It's like some of his episodes were fantastic, and then the next one, it's like, what the heck have you just written? Yeah. You know, but it sounds like this this other guy. What's his name again? Chibnall. Chibnall sounds like he's even worse by the sound. He is. Well, with with Moffat, he would. He would let storylines drop, but you kind of got the impression from him that it wasn't that he put something in with no intention of ever following it up. He would just put too much in and then forget what he was setting up <laughs> and just sort of never get back to it. <laughs> um, the, the, yeah. Oh, you know what was probably the best episode of Jody's uh, tenure would be uh, the night at Villa Derridot, the one with Byron, the one where... where the TARDIS shows up at at the uh, the, the the weekend that Byer, that uh, Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, that, on a that's... night that inspired Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the plan was to spend an evening in the presence of literary greats, but the ghosts all too real, and the Doctor is forced into an earth-shattering decision. That's what that IMDb was a good one. says. That was a really good one. Everyone the... quite liked Rose as well. Rosa, yeah. Rosa Parks. Oh, Ro- oh, Rosa. Yeah, that that was that was okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, it wasn't bad. It's just, you know, it's a story that we know really well, and so yeah, you know, especially because I live in the South, it was kind of like, all right, I'm I'm glad they did it. Um, and it was for the most part very very well done. Um, but I didn't really want to watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. 
There was it, one with the big spiders was kind of fun too. There were some fun ones. In, I can't remember which that is. Arachnids in the UK or something. Arach- yeah, yeah. yeah, Arachnids in the UK. And oh, and then there's obviously Orphan 66 or whatever it was. And you just go, no, thank you. There's yeah. almost a lot. <laughs> for the sound Ka- of it. Kablam was fun. That was the, the one making fun of Amazon, right? Yeah. yeah. There, I mean, there were some there were some good concepts. Um, but just done badly. When, when when they were small, when the, the small episodes that weren't written by Chibnall, there were some really good ones. <laughs> so the um, ones without him in, yeah. Yeah, but the <laughs> but the ones where he tried to where he tried to rewrite the history of the Doctor, um, that's when it got. Yeah. Although although the one good thing that came out of that, and I can't remember her name, the 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 uh, the the black woman who played the other uh, doctor fugitive do- doctor um she's just incredible i would watch a whole series of her as the doctor yeah she's one of the standout things and everyone sits there and goes well, well more of her like yeah. why wouldn't you give us more yeah because they're yeah. idiots yeah. No, i could i could literally just imagine now you guys like sitting down to watch doctor episode and going oh who wrote it oh it's not chibnall oh this is good <laughs> and then next week is a chibnall one it's like Oh great, back to the back to the <laughs> bad ones then. <laughs> oh dear. Well maybe I need to check out Doctor again sometime. I've I've had been meaning to, but I just I don't know, I just kind of lost interest in it. Yeah, that's but, fair enough. Um you know, I, I think do want to go back to it though. I do really do want to. I would ha I would suspect and I I I'm I'm just basing this on opinion, but I would suspect that Davies will come in and make it so that you can start over now. He's going to retcon everything that Chibbers did. None of that ever happened, guys. Uh, that that'd be kind of hard to do because so, he 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 put a huge retcon on on the history. Joe um, Martin, but it could easily be ignored. Joe is Martin's the fugitive doctor. Oh, okay. Yes. That's who yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, she she's she was just so much fun, and I was so bummed when we only got a little bit of her. <laughs> But at least she and Jody got to meet face to face, which was which was really cool. It was, uh, he did a lot of just messing with, you know, it in the in the in the Moffat and Davies era. If he brought back an old doctor, you know, a previous doctor, there was a big reason for it. In Chibnall's day, it just sort of happened. <laughs> it was just like, why is this happening? Uh, I have got to wrap this up because I've got to get to work. Yeah. No worries, Rick. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on today. Really, really appreciate you giving up some of your time. Thank you so much. This was a ball as always. And uh, um, if you ever want me to come back, I will. I will be happy to uh, join Absolutely. you for another one. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. Thanks a lot, Rick. And uh, live long and prosper, y'all. Yeah. Thanks you for too, uh so yeah we hope you guys uh enjoyed listening to the episode and we'll be back with well um the next thingy the next one <laughs> the next one of another uh <laughs> of this part two 200 episode spectacular soon bye 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 hello guys and welcome back uh we have our final guest on for this two uh 200 episode spectacular please welcome the trackmate guys wayne and jude Hello. Hello, guys. Congratulations on 200 episodes. Thank Indeed. you. Thank you. And cheers that for joining us. That is a milestone. It, it is. is. Yeah. I, I'm really happy to be here this time round. 
Yeah, because like we were saying before we got started, obviously, you know, Juju couldn't join us for the 100th. And then, like, mm-hmm. uh, obviously for this one, we had to reschedule, was it a couple of times? Because obviously you were, you, know, you had other things you were doing. So it's, it's like we're... flying off everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I do, so still. We were determined to gas up as I thought myself. No, it's fine. We'll, we'll delay this for a bit. We're determined to get you both on this time. So happy to be here. Very happy. So they didn't want just me, mate. Yeah, you're, you're the golden uh, no, I appreciate you're, it. You're the diamond in the rough. Yeah. Uh, no, congratulations, guys. We, we was just discussing yes. before we recorded. I was like, it, I think we first met back in 2012, and it's like that's so long ago now. But in the same time, it, it's weird. Time is a strange thing because it doesn't seem that long ago to first meet you at DST, and. Uh, like it'd be like have you hand over your first disc of uh your like soon to be podcasts coming out and want your feedback i I think those ones went out as proper pods in the end i think they were just a bit gun shy on releasing them into the world Mm -hmm. uh like too soon no, oh, I do love the uh, engage Trekmate crossover story. It's it well, it's still going on, but I do love it. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's it, it's always fun to uh, get together and uh, talk about whatever subjects we've got going on. Mm. Well, this time around, because I know you get annoyed with us when it's something negative. At least this time around, it's something positive. No, we did get annoyed with you. It's just <laughs> we just frust we were frustrated with. Uh, cbs paramount whoever in general that on our own show like we want to be positive and the fact that we've had to be negative so much over the last four years or so and then when we got invited onto your last episode it was like so what sucks about <laughs> trek and we just like, want to talk about good stuff because there's so much so much good stuff but oh speaking of have you guys had a chance to fin- um finish strange new world season one yet we, no. we have had the chance, but we've neither of us has done it. But everything we've watched, <laughs> we've both enjoyed. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, well I think for me, the barrier uh, was initially with it being on Paramount Plus, that mm. it's another streaming service. And can I justify another streaming service? And um, the, uh, the missus wanted to watch a program that was on Paramount Plus. So I was like, OK, then now. I'm going to crack on and get Strange New Worlds done. So I, I have lucky. watched a couple. Yeah, I've watched a couple more episodes and I'm going to be uh, finishing it. But me and Jude, we've kind of been on an unintentional hiatus with our podcast. So we've yeah. not actually recorded for about six months, but we've. That's we've crazy. Got, I didn't even realize that until today. <laughs> that is it's bad. Nuts. And so we um, are getting back on the saddle and we're going to start with doing each episode doing an episode review of strange new worlds yeah i'll definitely listen to that i think that's a good way to come back in because like we just said it it was awkward doing a star trek podcast and not feeling like we could speak in a positive way about the new stuff but but now we can so so that's good because what what we're doing next year we're gonna do well because obviously we've we watch all this new stuff and we do retrospectives but we we found That it was getting too much, so we're gonna do like a, just a general one overall for yeah. each series. Uh, but because we've done some of the others of some of the other series have had uh, like their own retrospective, we thought I thought that's, uh, I said to some 
Strange New Worlds season one deserves at least one. So next year we're actually going to do a whole we're going to do a whole season one a retrospective on it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so, I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, it said be positive about it because be, yeah, really it feels good. Season one. Well, but I think what... me and Wayne were almost like the the pair of us at the time were like in shock. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but it's like did we just did we just watch a really good new Star Trek series? I, I think we did, but like. Yeah. <laughs> like we even had to take a break before we carried on watching it. Yeah. Never mind podding. And the, and the thing is as well, we kept on thinking like, uh, when is it going to jump off? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like waiting us. for it to fail. It's it's like okay, it's I'm enjoying trick. it. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, because you, as I said, you, you you fall into that mindset of not you said not enjoying all this other trek, and it's like you're getting that negative mindset, and you think. Oh, with one or two good episodes, oh, it's just it's just a bit of luck. But then you get a set a multitude of really good ones. It's like, oh my god, actually, this is amazing. What what's happened? I think I'm like five or six episodes into Strange New Worlds, and it's yeah. all good. I'm very yeah. very happy with it. Yeah, so exactly. It, it, when I watch an episode, I still clinch my bum cheeks a little bit, just waiting for it to yeah. fall down. But no, I've loved every episode so far. Mhm. Yeah, very well is. done and very reminiscent of the stuff that we love and talk about the most, you know, the 90s stuff, basically. Yeah, it, it feels it, it truly feels like Star Trek again. I'm not saying yeah. that the other series in some ways haven't captured some of it. It feels oh, like the most Star Trek series, definitely. The Star Trek ish, the stuff, you know, obviously they've had to have stuff in there to connect it to the stuff that we know and love. But I yeah. just don't feel like it really struck that chord of yeah. feeling like. For us, for, for and, me. And the thing is, um, as much as you know, we've not, uh, we don't really like Discovery. In a way, without season two of Discovery, we probably wouldn't have got Strange New Worlds. So in a way, True. you've kind of got to give Discovery a little bit of credit in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what was that, Jamie? You're breaking up. I, think, <laughs> I can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's amazing. It, it's a fan. It's my favorite. It's my favourite Trek, so my favourite of the new Treks, definitely. Of the new Trek, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at some point I will catch up on like, and watch all of the new season of Lower Decks, and I will, give, Prod- I will give Prodigy a go at some point, even though I'm expecting it to be crap. My, my but, seven-year-old son has actually asked me to watch the rest of Prodigy because he seems to remember watching the first episode and I said to you, like, I think I saw it and I think I hated it. <laughs> but he was like, it's Clive's said, favourite I'm show. I'm watching it. Who's Clive's? Clive's, yeah. yeah. It's his oh, favourite show. He loves it. Apparently. Mm. <laughs> I've not really watched. I think I've watched the first episode. It wasn't bad. I thought it was pretty good for what it was. I mean, obviously, I think it's more that's ended. all I watched. But maybe I need to watch more to mm. to yeah. fully understand it. Get a feel is, for it. The thing is, though, mate, if Cisco's asking that, you might as well encourage it because you never know it yeah. might lead into other series <laughs> later down the line. True. That's your intrude. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Hell, if I could get one of my kids to watch a Star Trek with me, I'd be all yeah. over that. <laughs> no, they, they just think I'm far, far too uh, geeky. Yeah. Even though I'm like, look, it's you a, all it's need a to good feeling. Games. I've been sharing uh, Hill Valley and Back to the Future with Cisco for the last year, and we've literally just visited Hill Valley and all the locations two weeks ago, and just awesome, surreal, and so cool to share that with him. Very, very jealous. 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, well, that's it. Okay, <laughs> I've only been cursing you when you haven't been listening, so yeah. it's fine. But no, that's it. I, I managed to get all of my kids to be gamers, but as far as actual yeah. like, franchises go, I've looked, well, saying that, I, the, the, the middle child's into all like the Marvel films and everything, so we've got that. Mm-hmm. But just yeah. I haven't managed to cross it over to uh, anything else. Yeah, I um I've I've recently finally managed to pick up. I've got a new I've got a new TV in my room, mm-hmm. um, and I finally managed to finally managed to snag a PS5 as well. Oh, nice! nice. So cost Excellent. a lot of money, but you know. <laughs> God, it does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Doesn't it, Josh? Yeah. So, have you made sure to save one kidney at least? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh no, so, cool. It's so, the more arm and leg now? I'm worried about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. Yeah. So, have you got it or is it on order? No, I've got this stuff. I've been playing it already. I've um, nice. I got um, the Last of Us Part One the remake. Oh, um, you you got re got that again. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> is um, it any better than last time you played it? But the graphically looks fantastic. Um, but it did they, before though. It did. It does look even better. Although, I mean, most of the character models they've updated look great. The only one I wasn't keen on was Joel's daughter Sarah. Like, it oh, does right. look more like him, but I was just I prefer the remastered version of her. Mm. I think she's just I don't know. I just didn't like the model as much. Um, yeah, I mean, and you said graphically it looks amazing. They, the AI they've improved that. So mm-hmm. like you know, in the second one where they that's you know. In some parts of the first game, they just patrol round. They just stand still, motionless. Well, they actually make them patrol round. They do the half turn thing when they're patrolling. So, like, there's a moment where, you know, Joel's in the Pittsburgh in that hotel. Mm. And if you go up to the second floor, there's a guy that comes down and patrols past that door. Yeah. But when I was sneaking up the stairs, right, I thought to myself, they're going to make him do a half turn right in the doorway. If I try and go up, he's going to see me. So I stayed and it, it did exactly what I thought it was going to do. <laughs> I thought to myself, so yeah, it's, yeah. Um, is it worth the price? No. I oh, I saw the price. Worth. That's a hefty price. But I mean, so many of the PS5 games are. Yeah. Um, at the moment. That's but, the thing with PlayStation. They've just kept up in their prices. Yeah, yeah. it's it's fun. I, I enjoy playing it. it I, I would say that apart from Last of Us, like if you get most PS4 games, it automatically updates it to PS5 graphics for free for a lot of them, but just yeah. not that one. Yeah, they were like, so. we can cash in on the Last of Us. People love this. They'll Jamie will buy it again. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, I, I kind of looked at it as an investment in Naughty Dog. You know, they've done such fantastic games. Yeah. Well, you know what? Sod it. Very good. I love them out a bit. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, getting off that because Simon. Oh, got... can you imagine if they did. <laughs> How that... cool would that be? What's that? They do a Star Trek Naughty Dog game. Oh, that'd be amazing. It would, as long as it's not Discovery. Anyway. <laughs> no, it'd be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god naughty dog doing a star trek game oh that'd be fantastic amazing i love that idea yeah oh. like deep space nine or enterprise <laughs> awesome are you not a gamer sign no i never have been no really oh. no no your geek cred is just <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's> just plummeted <laughs> <laughs> no 
I tell no, you what, this... I, bet, I bet Simon would enjoy uh, games like I used to love uh, Birth of the Federation on PC. Mm-hmm. If you ask like me, that. vintage Star Trek games, all I ever talk about is Bridge Commander. I never the played new Bridge one, Commander. Or... Oh, an old, old, no, that's... Yeah. Yeah, like the like Windows ninety five version. Right. Yeah. They re released them. They re released it. Oh, yeah. did they? Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Because of the ten uh, year anniversary, wasn't it, Sir? Yeah. 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 I started. Um. Well, some. I start, well, I started playing it. Uh, was it earlier this year? Beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Um. Uh. But unfortunately, it 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 kind of went. Broke it. We've, <laughs> we've gone through this, but I broke it. It. Yeah. it uh, trying to modify it. But that was my game for late 90s. I, I liked yeah. uh, Elite Force. That was fun. But I'm a ship geek, and it's all about Bridge Commander. I absolutely love that Fair game enough. to death. And it's just the whole thing of, you know, you're in command. Yeah. You know, you get to fly a Galaxy Class and a Sovereign. So who can say no to that? And you get to fly another lot of ships in the um, quick battle mode. So like birds of prey, vultures, yeah. Roman war birds, uh, Frangen marauders, uh, Keld- Kelden galores. Uh... Pretty much anything. I mean, what I what I played of it, I think it was like what the first three chapters, sir. You got through a good portion of it, so we we will go back to that eventually. I just need to get my acting because it was say twentieth 20th, 20th anniversary, so we will do that because that's 20th. that's that's something that. 10 have i got myself wrong i'm not sure 20th um, yeah 20th yeah 20th, 20th. yes i was wrong sorry 2002 yeah um so i just that's one episode i've been desperate to do and i screwed it up so we'll do it eventually mm-hmm. uh jane will complete it but yeah that that was for me the game of games still holds up i think again that's the thing i was bringing back to the story was written by DC Fontana, so who can you know, oh, like? Oh, nice! And you yeah. get a uh, voice acting by um, Brent Spiner and Patrick Stewart. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> and uh, Mark for Hackett as well. Oh. It, it, did you ever try Birth of the Federation? Sorry. No, I don't think I ever. It's it's the sort of game that I think like non gamers could get into. I love a good strategy game. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly Mm. what it is. Yeah, you control control either the Federation, the Romulans, the Klingons, or... I I did play a bit of uh, Armada, or Armada 2, because that's the other classic game. Yeah, no, it's personally, I enjoyed Armada, but Birth of Federation was just so much more, just because you could, like, you was going around and uh colonizing planets terraforming them and then also getting uh other like planets like join like That's your, well, cool. if you use if federation you was getting uh star systems to join the federation if you was klingons you'd be going in there and like taking them over yeah and attacking them and uh, getting like making them a part of the empire and then you would, once you've like built yourself up enough, like then you would be attacking the other guys or defending, and then every so you'd be building up your fleet. So like, if you knew there was points in the game where like a ball cube would come into your space, so it's like oh, 
send everything and then you've got like your 27 <laughs> ships going up against this four cube and seeing half of your fleet getting wiped out and it was one of the uh, the early games that i i played online and i used to play that with uh, paul drinkwater when we was at school and i honestly it was such such good fun it i I would like to get a hold of a ROM of that and play that because it was just so top notch. Awesome. I just That's had a like quick check yeah. of good old games. That's where they've released the mm-hmm. new versions of old games. Unfortunately, it's not on there, but they have got they've got eight up there. They've got Amanda, Amada, Amada Two, Elite Force, Elite Force Two, Bridge Commander, Starfleet Command Three, Hidden Evil, and Away Team. Yeah, no, I think you'd have to get a hold of a like old ROM mm. or something for it. But ROM? It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> a question for you guys. Um, would you ever want to see, uh, if uh, if they don't see a couple of more ideas for Trek, what about another prequel idea? No. What, you're you talking programs, not, not games now? Yeah, yeah, Star Trek, yeah. Um... It, de- it, depends. it depends yeah because if you're are we, are we talking in between tng and tos this would be talking, this would like, be even before enterprise no no we're living in it that's it we've only well, got like another hundred enterprise years is such a story content. i i don't know if you need it it's such a good starting point. Well, so I'm going to come up with this really cool idea. Well, it's a story before Enterprise. It's it during Enterprise, I'd say. Jamie is more what um, I, my idea with it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's beg your pardon. Yeah, scratch that what I just said. Yeah. Jamie going rogue as ever. Yeah. Do you want to explain your, your idea you come up with, Sai? No, go on, Jamie. You explain it. I explained it last time. Uh, so basically, the this this concept of Simon come up with is basically um, we kind of got he he got the idea from um, the Enterprise episodes Fortunate Son and Horizon. So following mm. the Earth cargo service, the first humans actually went out into space. Mm. So following basically following them as they become like the first human ambassadors. Yeah. Jamie's kind of not giving it credit I think I saw it more as like a Firefly sort of series yeah yeah I think that'd be quite cool where you just see this crew on this ship with hardly any weapons hardly any crew and you just see their day-to-day life you could call it Red Dwarf (laughs) (laughs) yeah no No, it sounds good good idea I do like the idea, but at the same time, I want to I want to see more of what has been going on post Dominion War, but without any of the shitness that Picard is. Yeah, I think, <laughs> so. I, think I think for us with this this idea of like the ECS, we me and Simon kind of feel that like they kind of the unsung heroes are kind of in Star Trek or Starfleet has kind of been forgotten about kind of thing mm-hmm. it's like well actually you know these guys they went out into space and without them you wouldn't have a Starfleet yeah which would eventually to the Federation so, so a bit more of a more serious lower decks sort of so like on, on a ship that isn't the the flagship just going around doing like what they can yeah just like just, well, like a cargo vessel or something it's, like yeah it's like not that. even Starfleet yeah not even not even Starfleet 
Yeah. So it wouldn't be with, yeah. That that would be interesting, yeah. Or alternatively, or, um, an ethology series where we get the lost eras of Star Trek, like in between, like Enterprise C stuff or B stuff, or just filling those if gaps. If done well, all of that would be very cool. Hmm. It just has to have the right writers and oh, the yeah, respect for the the history and all that, and I'd be with it. Or would we uh, <laughs> would we watch a series where you your main people are not the Federation whatsoever? Would we watch a series that oh, was God, based yeah. around a Romulan ship or and do you know, a Klingon that, ship or Andorian? That's yeah. one thing that's always bugged me about Star Trek franchise. Why is it? I mean, why is it always have to centre around humans? Why mm. can't you have? A Klingon a series or a Romulan series, it'd be just like so refreshingly different. I mean, yes, maybe the makeup. So easy to do. Yeah, I just I've ne- never understood it. I've never understood it. How many be... Klingon actors do you know, Jamie? There's such a thing as getting new ones. We could do that. But I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm just saying that <laughs> just be just something refreshingly different. That's all. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, gets... like, I'm trying to be funny, Jamie. I mean, like. A Klingon actors from Kronos living on Earth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah. I, th- I think, especially with how things are nowadays with like streaming services, traditional series don't necessarily need to exist how they always have. I mean, look at what they do over on Disney with like Star Wars and everything else. You could easily put together a whole bunch of different like six part mini series that just focus around one thing i would love a six part mini series just focusing on the romulan war that'd be awesome that'd be oh great. yeah that's, that, that's where Oops. enterprise probably would have gone if it had more seasons that's mm-hmm. probably where they would have eventually would have gone with it oh it, it, it was definitely it was clearly going there it was only because it got pulled out from under them but yeah it didn't i mean happen. That, I said that would have been amazing to see Really Featuring a certain character in Section 31, perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> Trip. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. But also, even if you could, if you've taken that sort of formula, you could fill in so many blanks that have always been asked about. And also then you could revisit certain characters that, people would love to know what's going on and yes obviously me and jude are going to be pushing for the six-part miniseries around the grand nagus wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> and any sort of like deep space nine revisited you know or you could have a female that. grand nagus oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's fine yeah. yeah that's great no, we just oh, wrong. jamie's on about <laughs> two things at the moment that's the only things he's talking about uh, what female grand naguses female grand naguses <laughs> and um a f- enterprise firefly mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> it's only because i said one thing in our friend yes and he's not got it out of his head and it's been like well they should have done this i should have done that they should have done it would have been a better idea than what we bloody got don't get me wrong, I think uh, Rom definitely would have put the wheels in motion for equal rights and would it, probably have a successor 
Yeah, if ever there was a Nagus who would make the next Nagus a female, it would be Rom, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. He'd, he'd quite happily do it. Well, the, the idea we've kind of had was that the, the episode Profit and Lace, instead of having mm. what you got, you have basically, you bring back um, Pell Hell. from season two of DS9, Rules of Acquisition. Yeah. Um, have her, have her, because obviously she, she, she's like probably like the first female we know of that earned profit. Mm. Have her try and convince that Ferengi male about getting equal rights. Yeah. The episode would have worked so much better because you've already got a character you're familiar with. Yeah. And you know, I just, it, and it gives some kind of closure for Quark because obviously him and her were romantically involved, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. So yeah. just. It just would have worked so much better than what we got. Because, you know, the episode was well-intentioned with the idea of just obviously equal rights for Ferengi females. It was just they went about it completely the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I just don't think, like, the 90s Trek was as daring as it could have been in general. Like, it always was just teasing it. Like, they know what they want to do, but they just never fully went as far yeah. as they could. Yeah, but the problem is, but. is Trek was always progressive. Yeah. However, we've got to remember that in the 90s, the general uh, population wasn't that progressive. Cause yeah, I mean, there back... was all sorts of like American states and stuff what would say, oh, we're banning that episode because of some silly thing. And that could have yeah. been one of them. That could have been another one, couldn't it? You've only got to watch like old like 90s tv programs and think mm. like oh this doesn't age well <laughs> no it's, yeah it's like even certain things even like what re-watching games master and uh them going like oh i'm not betting on uh girls can't play games it's like <laughs> yeah. <they> just, <laughs> it's just like oh that wouldn't swing now it's, it's like no, no that it's but there's it's as much as progressive as trek was I think they knew not to push the barrier certain uh, ways. That was kind of what they did since the the start, really, wasn't it? Like, Mm -hmm. just that, you know, find that biting point. Like, we better not go too far. Yeah, and I think, you know, and that's the thing. I think, at least, like, particularly with TOS, obviously, because Roddenberry wanted and said Majel Barrett to be number one. But obviously, that was saying, oh, no, no, that's far too regressive. You can't have a woman in a command position. So, Mm -hmm. obviously, yeah. Pressure from the network. He also, unfortunately, had to scrap it. He had to change it. But he still did stuff. He still did what I guess he felt he could. Mm, where he yeah, because he definitely did. Even in TOS, you did have some strong female characters. I mean, you had uh, so that one one example would be that Romulan commander in season three in um, the Enterprise incident. Mm-hmm. That's one example mm-hmm. I can think of. But, so. but, but it's it's like when people say like about um, one thing that most people not most people but people who have like star trek on like the horizons like like but aren't like deep into it okay like oh but it was the first program to ever have an interracial kiss it's like well yes a fucking awkward one (laughs) yeah but the the problem is it wasn't an interracial kiss where they actually liked each other Mm. It's like they were like they were forced to behave that way because I can't even remember the premise of the episode. Uh, but that's almost how they will have got away with it at that time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Where they couldn't just turn around and say like, "Look, Uhura really wants to bone Kirk," and, Kirk and vice versa. Really <laughs> wants to bone Uhura, so yeah. they're getting it on. So, but no, 
that's the thing. They had to have that get out. It may as well have been like, you know, like uh, like a man and his cat or a man and his dog or something. Seriously, like in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you no, know, I'll it would have been the same thing. Like, oh, he's being forced to do that by a, you know, fictional Greek god. That's why mm-hmm. he's licking his cat's face. You know, it's unfortunate yeah. to know that that's Was the circumstance. Stepchildren, is that the name of the episode? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, like, well done, Gene Roddenberry. But yeah, God, yeah. is it awkward when you actually watch the full episode and go like, oh, OK, that's how Kirk, Kirk named like a horse as well. My God. <laughs> Remember when I first watched that, I thought to myself, what on earth have I been watching? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you watching? It's a shit episode. <laughs> but still, I say well done, Gene Roddenberry, for trying. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. We yeah, might have been like, well, bit. wouldn't be on a podcast, but we might be praising him like massively if we were born in 1951 instead of 1981. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But then, but then at the same time, you don't. But then at the same time, if you go too, well, it's not even going too far. It's not. Uh, Fucking Discovery. I'm trying to find the words for trying to like think because Discovery tries to hammer like um It's kind of the opposite to what Gene Roddenberry did. Now they're just like shoving stuff in your face just for the sake of it, but not in a clever way. They're just like, Oh, here's this, here's that. It's like, yeah, we're cool with that, but just do it in a clever, writing, intelligent way. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying on that. <laughs> because that's the thing. We're, we're fucking ultra progressive. However, yeah. the way that Discovery really does it, I don't think does the causes any justice whatsoever. It's just not clever. It's not great. And I mean... But that's not what we're here to say. No, no, we're, no. sorry. <laughs> Simon told us we're being positive. I do apologise. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. It's your own words. You're the ones that have gone. Well, <laughs> we want to talk positive. Well, here's yeah, the place to do right. it. Like, <laughs> okay. We'll... You notice I'm sitting here quietly, letting you both roll. Like, we, we will not shit <laughs> so... on discovery anymore. <laughs> For today. <laughs> what I wanted to thank uh, Wayne for is uh, something you said actually in the hundredth hmm. that I've kind of taken to heart since since then. And I think okay. awkwardly it was when I wasn't there, but whatever, listening back to it. <laughs> it's it true though. It's when you were talking, I think, to Clive and you were sort of saying, you know, you know, like revisiting topics and you sort of said, well, it's a kind of thing you have to do, like things change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of changed recent schedules for us where we've gone back and revisited stuff so i kind of when before i think jane would you say we tended just to do new things we never went back yeah i'll agree with that yeah so it's kind of you're instrumental in making that a thing or i've actually gone actually that's a good point there like actually let's go and do that so i've been on this mission to go and do it so our recent anniversary episodes have been about revisiting our way back when teaser episodes for example no. so it's just i wanted to kind of thank you for kind of words of wisdom are kind of 
sorry you can actually go and do that like they will still listen like it is a thing like we all do it like mm-hmm. nothing and, is... and the thing is when you're 200 episodes in you are gonna hit some of the same subjects again you, you, th- there's there's only so many fresh subjects however there is fresh opinions and there are yeah. things that will change your opinion on certain things as well so and hell what you thought 10 years ago about an episode could be totally different now oh yeah mm-hmm. the amount of times that's happened for us particularly for me yeah i've gone oh i've hated that and oh, i really like it or i didn't like that oh, actually that's not bad so mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly so it, no it's there's nothing wrong with uh, going back to the well more than once yeah, i'm sure think... we will too Again, okay. <laughs> well, I think yeah, I think the other major thing for us going forward from the hundred to kind of, well, it kind of started uh, the hundred to like two hundred is um like scheduling, our scheduling. It's actually much more equal now, isn't it, Sire? So we yeah. get an equal amount of episodes. So I mm-hmm. get to do more of what I want to do, and Simon gets kind of a bit because he used to do January to July, because obviously mm-hmm. we have our August hiatus, and I did September to December, so mm-hmm. I have obviously less episodes. And find I couldn't do what I really wanted to episodes I really wanted to do. And for Simon, it was kind of a case of you know you get to a point. Uh, was it, when you, you always say April May and someone yeah. just gets tired out. So like, I just had enough now. So he so what we do is he does like the first couple of months, then I do like a few months. So that way it takes the pressure off him a bit, and he gets a bit of a yeah. break. No, nice, nice. <laughs> it, it, teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. <laughs> so. Can I just show everyone something that is awful podcasting for an audio podcast to show you my new phone case that oh, I've had a new one. Oh, wow. for a couple of months? Oh, That's look cool. who's on there. <laughs> oh, look who's on there. Oh, yeah. It's got all of us on the back. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, it's got oh, multiple for audio listeners. It's got multiple pictures on the back. <laughs> yeah. It's not oh, just four of us. Uh, yeah. And that was the last time that we saw each other at the last yeah, BSC. Yeah. I, I can tell by the face mask hanging from my ear. Yeah. <laughs> Blimey. And that's, I I had um a memory come up on my phone uh, when it was the like year anniversary. But I can't mm. believe it's already like been a year uh, since then. It's yeah. I wish yeah. we could have done that. Well, we will at something. It might be mine and Wayne's event again if we do that. Can yeah. I just point out you'll be um jude you'll be happy to know jamie now has his own captain archer oh nice one. <laughs> oh yes Very i'll do it uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> well, there's no longer any hard feelings yeah <laughs> <laughs> we went shopping to a, um like an antique center like the best uh comic shop in the area and i mean like the whole in southeast essex yeah. We were looking around. Oh, there oh, he yeah. looks so good, doesn't he? And I spotted him so in one yeah. of the display cabinets and said, "Jamie, do you see that there? That might be something you want." So oh. I went off and went and bought <laughs> it amongst <laughs> with other pile of things. It was just a so, yeah. Yes, <laughs> justice. <Yeah. laughs> Screw Sun, you, Sun dude. Also got me yeah. for my for my birthday. He got me the NXO one refit as well. Oh, nice. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. No, I, I no, I am. Uh, in, in some ways, I am very uh, sad 
no, actually, it, even as much as we would moan about Showmasters with DST, mm. it was still nice because for DST for us, it was always about like seeing you guys, seeing other people that we like oh, yeah. haven't seen in ages. That's the main reason why we enjoyed going because of that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. If it wasn't for you guys, the last one would have been like a much worse event than what it was. And I think it, in some ways it's sad that DST has gone. But at the same time, Showmaster's heart was not in it. No. They, they didn't care. No. no. We we we've said on the phone to each other that um, if they really wanted to do a, a Star Trek uh, convention, they still could have had this year's convention and just named it something else. They didn't have Easily. to be an official Star Trek convention. They had, well, we I say they had the contracts in place for people to come. However, that might not have been the case. You never know with Showmasters now. They're really letting themselves down on that side, the, the guest the, booking. The amount of times that uh, any time I go online and on like Showmasters groups and stuff, and then people are just like, look at this, look at that, where there's guests that they have been advertising for months, mm-hmm. and the guest is on Twitter like, I'm not coming. Yeah, I never <laughs> said I was coming. Yeah. Do you remember, wasn't it back last year, I was talking about uh, Clark Gregg? Mm-hmm. Apparently he's coming to this this upcoming convention, and you sit there going, oh, is he now? Like, and everyone, yeah, you look at the comments on that, and you kind of go... Yeah, we'll see. Like we'll, like, we'll wait and see if we can actually sit there and poke him like this time instead of like feel for him. Like, so yeah, it's, it's funny. It's like, oh, okay, right. He's he's coming this year, and like one of the comments just said, "Well, you said he was here this summer." And he's like, yeah, that, there you go. That speaks the truth. That speaks of uh, someone that's gone to a showmaster's event. Yeah, and and the thing is. We all understand um, people having to cancel for work conflicts, like where it clashes with filming of something or whatever. We understand those oh, reasons. Yeah. However, when you've got people on Twitter going, I told them I wasn't coming months ago. It, it's bad. It's bad. It's like if we did a um, sci-fi palooza and we just advertised Chris Barry just for the sake of it. Exactly. You know, for like six months and then two months ahead of time, we we're just like, oh, he's cancelled because he had prior commitments. And it's like, no, you don't do that. It's no. it's not right. No, exactly. Because people would have bought tickets, booked hotel rooms. Yeah. Specifically for that. And Showmaster's refund policy is shit. It's awful. it's really bad they really don't like that word do they no they'll give you a credit for future and (laughs) if you don't use if you and that's if you want to go to another showmasters event yeah or if you can you know some people might be coming from out of the country and like they were just Mm -hmm. coming here for that one thing people do especially with something like destination star trek people come from europe or america or whatever you know just to see that actor who they've loved for decades and it's like now you've got some companies saying, oh, you can have credit. Like, what are they going to do with that? I mean, I, I was lucky because I had an issue. I think it was 
Phillips. Ethan Phillips was meant to be there. I think I had like a photo shoot. One of the many, but yeah. And he knew he, knew he wasn't going to turn up, but and so did Showmasters, but they just don't want to tell you. Carry on, sorry. That's all right. Um, but um, so obviously, you know, I I thought myself, well, he's not going to turn up now. So I thought, well, I, mm. I, I, I asked Showmasters, well, look, you know, I'd either like a refund or because I found out that John Billingsley was coming and I wanted to meet him, but he was for the same price. I thought, leave it that or I'll swap with John Billingsley. I actually specifically requested that. And and they gave me John Billingsley. So I was probably quite fortunate in that yeah. regard. Well, that's the thing. If if you was going to a convention specifically for that one person, you're like, that is your golden goose. That, that's the one that you've been waiting for. Mm, and you've booked mm. everything. You ain't getting that money back from that hotel mm-hmm. or anything else. You, John, you, Dad, we only went for one day. <laughs> yeah. No, so, so. it's uh, they do have some shady practices. I know that they've treated us well over the years. However... Yeah. We've always been honest about our criticisms. Yeah, I mean the way I said the way Showmasters handled my inquiry about the swap, they they were really because it was literally only a couple of weeks to the event, but they were really mm-hmm. efficient and quick. I immediately messaged them, and literally I think it was in a few days they messaged back saying, "Yep, yeah, no problem, all done, sweet, lovely." So, I had the same oh. thing in 2014, a long time ago for uh, Flaky Frakes. Yeah, but swapping for Cole Meany, which that, I was that happened to me as well. Yeah, exactly the yeah. same thing. Yeah, I was like, with Cole Meany, I was like, oh my god, Cole Meany's going to turn up. That's even better. <laughs> but with uh, but with the one that we met at, I had all sorts of photos booked, and I only booked him like a week before. I booked like Tim Russ, um, uh, is it Roxana Dawson? I forget Roxanne, her name. Roxanne Dawson. Yeah, Roxanne, yeah. I, I booked like three or four, and like. They all cancelled. Well, they were all announced that they weren't coming. So that's why at the last minute I was I, I literally said, like, right, Wayne, I've bought you a Max Gradechik picture. <laughs> uh, we've got a John Billingsley picture together, you know, because because they wouldn't give me my money back. So I just had fun with it. And I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'll get Wayne in all these pictures with me, you know, and, and I was happy to do that that year. But I really appreciate it. Oh, no, no, it's fine. I'm I'm glad I did that with all those. But uh but like if if you hadn't been there, if I was on my own, I don't know what I'd do. Like if they're just saying, oh, it's just credit. At the same time, it's but they don't learn their lesson because it's like yeah. this year for the uh, the final DST over in Germany, like uh, like a, a shortly before, like a few days before, someone had asked Jerry Ryan whether she was definitely turning up, and she was and like, Gates McFadden, I think. Yeah, and Jerry Ryan was just like. They still haven't confirmed whether they put in place the safety yeah. uh, precautions that I've asked for. It's mm, bad. It got to a point, and then she's like, "I'm not going because they haven't been able to accommodate the safety precautions that I've asked for." Yeah. So, it's like, what are you playing at? What are you, their their heart just was not in it. No. They want your money, but. They, they really to seem be... to be going downhill. Like I hate to say it because they've given me so much joy over the years. Like uh, my profile picture on here is thanks to them, mm-hmm. me and Ludo from Labyrinth. Um, loads of pictures I've got in albums and on the wall. But like every time we're talking about them, it, it, it's negative. 
and and now it's gotten to the point where like i could go to their conventions and i just think no i'll just give it a miss because yeah like, all i'm going to be paying for is the same trade you know some great traders but the same traders i'll see at something else anyway i mean the, the, the thing about the thing about the uh you know even not having dst i mean you know you i think oh, is it in te- i think it's in yes it's quite far but in telford you've got um i think it's wales comic con yeah yeah, it's, it's not bad at all. I I went last December and had a really good time. But um, yeah, this time I think you've got again some people from Strange New Worlds. Yeah, they've they've got a whole lot of people from Strange New Worlds. But I'm going to for the love of sci-fi on the same date now in uh, Manchester, which they're a bit pricey. Mm. So, but you know the guests are going to turn up when they get paid. <laughs> oh yeah, but the, you know reason is because I I did consider going to the the Telford one in December, but Simon made the very good point of, well, you know, Strange New Worlds is a very popular series. They're going to turn up probably at a London film and comic con at some point. Yeah, I, I, they'll be at something uh, in the South eventually, yeah. Yeah, so... But I, I do recommend Wells Comic Con, even though it's not in Wales uh, anymore. <laughs> it's it's very good. Yeah, it always struck me as puzzles, shouldn't it? Yeah, but, um, yeah it, it's a shame about DST, but... I mean, I'm, I hate to say it, but showmasters only have themselves to blame, really. Yeah. Um, and you know. I, I hope they can come back for it. I, I really do, but they they change their ways a bit and. Yeah, they they need to learn these lessons. Otherwise, it just. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying they're, they're all bad apples or it's everyone there, but it, it is it is what it is, you know. But but the thing is, you know, on the put a positive spin it. I mean, for you guys at least, you know, you said you were saying you. They've given you many wonderful memories, and they changed yeah, they it well have. over the years. So that that's yeah. something at least. Oh yeah, we've had some great experience. Uh, even at the shit DSTs, we've always enjoyed ourselves. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because it's not even though like the fuck ups that they've made haven't always directly affected us. So we can like look at it and go, oh, that was shit, but it hasn't affected us. So our yeah, experience cool. was always, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, it, it, like we, the, the red carpet, uh, what we left behind, uh, premiere. Oh God, that's an excellent memory. That was amazing. Oh, that was amazing. Standard interviewing people was uh, coming past. That was great fun. It's not like we're getting paid to do it, but we're doing it for free. And that was awesome. Yeah, that was great, great fun. Oh yeah, and just I get, I've got warm warm feelings from that now. But yeah, but then yeah, then you have events like that, and then at the last DST, you just have to look at the Voyager bridge, and then you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can't win them all, can you? Yeah, but that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, and you can go one better. That empty stage we sat at for what an hour. Yeah. yeah, and there's yeah, no one on it. Nah. That, that, see, that that's where like things fall down. And you're like, see, they really don't give two monkeys because they there don't. is there is a stage literally sitting here with nothing going on. Where you I think I must having... have said two or three times, like the four of us, any combination could be up there just talking bollocks, and people would enjoy it rather than yeah. seeing nothing. Really, I mean. How, do you, oh, I one of my even though it, I was running around like a headless chicken a bit before it, but one of my favourite DST memories is 
uh, when I had put together their version, a version of Family Fortunes. Yeah. Uh, for DS2 2016. I yeah, think I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because the crowd was so into it. They yeah. were. Yeah. It's so into it, and the, it was packed. And I think we, uh, Jude ended up like counting like the rows and stuff, and there was mm-hmm. fucking hundreds of people. Yeah, it, it was an there. awesome turnout. I think CBS even stole the concept for their American conventions. They did. Didn't they give did. us the credit. Didn't ask us to do it again. <laughs> no, Showmasters not. didn't care. Well, you know, Showmasters kept letting us come to their events for free, but. Other than that, like, no credit, no, like, come back, do it again. And that's the thing. If you've seen that something works, why would you not just go, oh, could you do it something <laughs> else? Or just, mm. just one, one panel? Because people absolutely loved it. There, it was People were laughing. They were getting involved. Was, it's a great well, idea. It goes hand in hand, doesn't it, really? Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't have to just be like that format there are multiple like uh good old game show formats that you can put a trek spin on that will work absolutely fine and but they just weren't that interested and it is a real real big shame oh maybe we'll have to bring it back for ours one of these days when we do it which i i really feel like we will it's just a matter of time i think yeah, I think so. I think as people are, as we move further away from the heights of the pandemic now, people are slowly becoming more warm to going to events. Mm-hmm. It's, but I do still see some smaller events struggling just because people weren't ready to go back. Yeah, it takes longer for some people than others, and that's totally understandable. Yeah, definitely. You've sold two tickets yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> we knew we could rely on you. Cheers, guys. That's it. <laughs> no, that's not quite enough to start a convention, but at least you know we'll be there. No, yeah. it, it's not somewhere. That's yeah. that's enough. That's enough. So, not and, to bring uh, Max Redentric back, though. <laughs> no, no, not enough <laughs> to bring Max back. Uh, unless the tickets are very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, did you fancy a uh, like signed photo with Max for like six hundred? Super quid? VIP <laughs> ticket. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I'll do enough. That's how much my PS5 cost me. Six hundred quid. Yeah. I, I'll get you a dinner with him as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, Are you on? We'll, we'll, we'll get <laughs> We can do that. But no, it's uh And also next time you come up, I think we'll have to try and convince you to stay over at the Premier Inn so we can get you both. Yeah. Slush. It's well worth it, yeah. That's it. Yeah, no, it's, it'll be uh, it'll be I'm good. I'm determined fun. to like if we ever do it in future, get like Dominic Keating in. I think that would be my goal, like yeah. Max and Dominic Keating. Yeah, that would be great. Because yeah. Dominic Keating is that apparently is absolutely hilariously funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it always oh, makes me laugh every time I see it. You know, it just and makes, you, makes you wish they'd made, you know, they made these characters that he played a bit more, you know, yeah. <laughs> a bit more joyful. But, you know, but then you never know. Maybe they would have done if they'd gone another three or four seasons. Who knows? Well, he got blind stuff up, didn't he? Yeah. Malcolm did. He did, like, blind stuff up, so. 
And I think if he knows that it's a convention that's got a bar open for the majority of the day, yeah, he'll be well away. I'll just tell him the open bar is in my backpack, Dominic. Just you and me. <laughs> I know, I'll just I'll just tell the community centre that they've got to open the bar a little bit earlier. Yeah. Just for Dom. Oh. I just had a bit of trivia pop in my head that was quite cool that I learned from some YouTube video, I think. Hmm. Apparently, I think it was Connor Trinier kept breaking the phaser props. He's very expensive, like a couple of thousand dollar props mm-hmm. so often. That I think by the end of the series, they were just using the like Art Asylum a phaser, phaser pistol. Right. right. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I have. Uh, do you guys listen to? Because um, uh, uh, the guys do a podcast called uh, Shuttlepod. I've still where... not done it yet. I really yeah. need to. No, it... it's and honestly, the uh, the story, uh, Jamie, you would love it. You need to listen to Shuttlepod because it's Dominic Keating, and um... I feel ashamed for not oh, doing it yet. What's but... his name? Um, Connor. Connor Trinier. Trinier. Connor Trinier. Yeah. Just going through episode by episode of uh, Enterprise. And oh, really? Yeah. No, honestly, you would love it. You would absolutely okay, love that. it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Shuttlepod. Jamie, listen you know to what? another podcast. I might even make that my next podcast that I go through every episode <laughs> through because yeah. I have a habit of doing that. No, it's really, really enjoyable. I will send do you know you what? I didn't like the name at first, but now I do. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh, it's it probably does. reference to uh, Shuttlepod One, isn't it? Yeah, but but it's got pod in it, so I can accept it. Okay. What, is oh, going... what am I talking about? Uh, 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 sorry, I've I've missold it because uh, <laughs> I was no, I was getting confused with um, the other. Uh, Star Trek, uh, uh, the Delta Flyers. Delta Flyers are going through Voyager episode by episode, but Shuttlepod is literally each episode is just talking about certain things within the show. About an hour long they've each. Got, they've got different people on each one, and it's brings up so many amazing stories. John Billingsley, Gary Graham, Vaughn Armstrong, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Yeah, all sorts. Yeah, no, you were... Anthony Montgomery, uh, Dom... uh, Yeah. Rick Berman, wow. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, I I feel bad for not listening to that yet. Haven't recorded since June. But then who am I to criticise? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's not really uh, uh, our place to uh, criticise them on that. I'm downloading episode one anyway. That's why I find it incredible we managed to do it every every other week. Yeah. Somehow we manage it, Jamie. I don't know how. What's that? Yeah, well done. I don't know. Our consistency. Well, that's the thing, because we're on, I think, 224. So I I reckon you will probably definitely (laughs) overtake us at some point. To be fair, we did do a bonkers 2020. Well, no, to mm-hmm. be fair, we keep on taking months off at a time every couple of years. <laughs> yeah, so. it's going to well, be a race soon, isn't it? Well, to be honest, there will probably there will be a time in our future at some point where we probably will do the same. I don't know when, 
<laughs> we might have just been going, you know, we just want to take a break for a few months. Yeah, it's fair enough, isn't it? And if people um, love the, the pods enough, they can go back and listen to older stuff. But but we're good for now, Miss I. Yeah. I, I keep going on about my birthday episode because I, I can't wait for that one. Cool. Um, ranking all the enterprises. Ranking all the enterprises. Ranking ah. the enterprises. Yeah, so favourites, least favourite, why, etc. Uh, okay. so one I don't know where where I'll put it, but definitely one of my top ones will definitely be NX NX01. Yeah. So. <laughs> Welcome to Jamie saying bleeding obvious. <laughs> I don't know. You never you never get over your first love. The the D is just. Because yeah, I've yeah, we've got to be me too. But top three, uh, number one. We've got a list of twelve to choose from. Yeah. Both universes, there's three Connies. Yeah. Or three Connies in the prime timeline, and there's three from Kelvin. And so I'm assuming you would uh, include the F as well from Star Trek Online as well. There's two Fs. Is there two Fs? It got a refit. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, the horrible J. As oh, in there. Discovery. No, Intimatrice. You know, the oh. feature one. Yes. Ah. You know, that we just got a picture of, because... Money. Yeah, <laughs> money. Uh, yeah. Disco Prize is in there. It's, yeah, we've, we've got the whole remit. So it's going to be interesting, very interesting to see where... Yeah. And I know for a fact ours are going to be complete opposite of what <laughs> mine's going to be complete opposite of what Jamie's got and I'm going to be complete opposite of what oh, yeah. he's got. Probably. Yeah, that's what makes mm. it interesting, isn't it? But I can't wait for it because it's something we've not done before. We've not redone a ranking thing and it's be like, you know what, let's just start off with Enterprises. Good place to start anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But yeah, it's it's very interesting trying to come up with reasons why you don't like it, why you do love it. Mm. Like you have to sit there and go, oh, I love that feature, but I hate that one, and mm-hmm. try and put a number on it. So it's yeah, that's... beautiful in the cells. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, no, no, it sounds good. I look forward to hearing it. Probably a long one. Yeah. What? Oh yeah, no doubt because that's it, it. That is what I love about you boys is you Me really too. do go into detail. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because we just can't be fucking bothered. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do have our short episodes occasionally, which is always nice to have, like our 30, 35 minutes or whatever. It's always nice to have sometimes, but... It's nice to have someone else do the work for you. Go, yeah, that's what we'd say if we could be bothered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't need to say it. Those guys, those guys or whatever, yeah. today, they've already... They, they've given the same reasons we would have given so it's all good yeah if you want our opinions on this subject just listen to the engage podcast <laughs> that's it oh dear so uh, what's what's the uh, next year holding for uh, the engage podcast have you, uh, what plans have you got coming up uh ooh why don't I just look it up Jamie just... huh why don't I just look it up and try and tell you? Would that you just be easier? Yeah, we can if you want to. 
So I'm planning, <laughs> I am planning, might as well say, I don't know, if, hopefully I'll be successful. I'm planning to, I'm trying, I'm going to try and get on um, as a guest, uh, Kirsten Bayer. You're going to have to jog my memory. Uh, Sorry. She, wrote, she wrote the Voyager books. Oh, okay. Oh, Very okay. cool. Yeah. Nice. So, so I haven't read many of the books. No, I, I feel very guilty, very bad for saying that. We, we've had people at our conventions who've done amazing things with the books, and I've not read them when I should have done. I've, I think I'm, I think she's I think she's finished like doing them now, but I'm, mm. I need to catch up. I think I was a few behind, but yeah, I should be an awesome were. guest if you can get them. Yeah, I mean they're fantastic books. I mean, said she even makes Harry Kim interesting, which is. <laughs> not an easy feat, I must admit. Yeah. Um, but they're really, really good, and like she takes stuff from the show. I'll give you an example. One of one of the books she brings back. Um, oh, I don't you guys remember we, that weird? Um, uh, was it twisted that one? In season two, that distortion surrounds the ship and twists the sh- yeah figures and twists the ship. Um, yeah. No, there's more. There's more. T- to it than that and she kind of expands upon them as well yeah just, just one mm-hmm. example um but yeah yeah so custom bears one um very cool so do you want to say what else we've got plans so i think well we're getting you guys on to talk about porthos yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah okay um we're doing an episode on norville oh nice nice yeah that's something I've wanted to do for a while. Do an episode. I'm not on that, so I need to finish watching season three first. But <laughs> it, yeah, I haven't even started. I, I've I've got it on my thing, so I can watch it now. Uh, I, I I always say it's my favourite brand new track that isn't officially track. Really. Uh, have you not watched season three at all yet? Then no. Oh, it's what I've seen so far. It's fantastic. It's it's even more kind of serious than two like season two is heading in that direction but mm. um season three uh one episode in particular absolutely fantastic absolutely yeah i think brilliant. they're gonna start this week they had uh well well yeah they did have two orville stars at for the love of sci-fi in manchester mm. uh next month in december but one of them's just cancelled scott grimes who plays um what's he called the the second in command uh, um got what he's called ginger guy gordon gordon yeah yeah, yeah he's just cancelled uh but we've so. still we've still got um uh the real number one what's the name god i can't remember anyone's name <laughs> the, the wife of, um yeah yeah she's still turning up so oh, uh cool. so won't mind meeting her while i'm there yeah. not not paid for anything yet yeah. i mean but, I, I, I've always liked Seth MacFarlane anyway. I mean, oh god, I'd love to meet that guy. He's he's one of the he's one of the few actors or directors who can do gross out comedy, mm. but actually make have moments of sweetness in there, like nice moments, you know. I just honestly, I, I'm sure I've said it on Trek, mate. I wish that Seth MacFarlane had been put in charge of Star Trek in the last ten years. I think he would have steered all of it in the right direction said no you need to do this and he's someone where they might have listened to him but it didn't happen it's not as if he's not capable of doing the serious stuff because clearly yeah because because we were expecting all silliness with orville when it started and we were like oh Mm. this is this is really is like tng just a little bit sillier and Mm. that's the thing he would have easily been able to have toned down 
the silliness to mm. make it a serious Star Trek, and at the same time, yeah, I mean, something like Lower Decks, that's pretty much what the Orville uh, like can be as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, season three, what I've watched so far, it's it's very. I mean, there there are still some funny moments in there, but it's a lot more toned down. It's a it's a. I mean, I look at the Orville now; it's a proper proper sci-fi show. It looks at they said, you know, really interesting issues and themes and stuff that Star Trek has been doing for years. Other than uh, these Strange New Worlds episodes I've been watching recently, it's the only unofficial Star Trek show I've I've seen recently where I'm like, I could rewatch this mm. over and over again, just like I did TNG and DS9 and Voyager, you know. Mm. I don't get that. Well. Obviously, I don't get that feeling yeah. with Discovery and so, so on. So, yeah, that, those are some of the ideas. Also, we're going to do, um, me and Simon are going to do, because um, I'm actually actually sitting through playing it at the moment, uh, The Last of Us. So we're going to do like a, like a kind of like a overall like gameplay kind of review. Mm-hmm. What I still would love to do with you guys, though, is get you, both you guys on for another <laughs> episode um, shortly after. <laughs> yeah. Next year, it will probably be next year at some point as well. Uh, but um, <laughs> what? what That's too early, Jamie. Too no, early. no, go on. Well, it's, it's never it's too all... early. We'll it's... do it next week. <laughs> the four hundredth episode. The four hundredth. Yeah, I'd love <laughs> to get you guys on for for something to the last of us, but we'll I'll, we'll talk about that another time. But yeah, you know what? Yeah, I've never played, uh, yeah, played it all it. the way through. I played like the first. 20 minutes of the first one and then that was it i wasn't i had bought the last of us again on ps4 to replay however christopher lloyd then came to a convention and i ended up yeah so i can't say i blame you for that playing. i mean you know christopher lloyd so they're, they're, if you played it through all the way through they're both very good it's a yeah. really good story some of the best storytelling in uh video games yeah. ever so, but, but uh, yeah, no, any video game chat I'm up for. Yeah. But seeing as you guys like uh, wanting like uh, book author guests, I'll uh, send you over um, Una McCormack and James Swallow's uh, email addresses. You can drop them along. Yeah, that'd be cool to see them on your show. Yeah, because they'd uh, they'd be happy to talk to you. I, I'm pretty positive they would. Yeah, as bad as I feel about not reading their books. They're, they're very <laughs> oh, well, nice Well, I need people. to read their books first. But yeah, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll be up for that. Yeah, they've yeah. got all sorts between them. Mm. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think... I, I feel bad because I think I did get one. Of, I think Actually, I think it was that your... Wasn't she one of your... I own them. Yeah. I've got their books on my shelf. I've got yeah. them signed to Jude from Una, from James. Yeah. But like, I, I, just, I think I did buy one of it. I think it was a DS9 one. She did... I think she had... Was it Pulaski from TNG and uh, Garak, I think. Mm-hmm. She's done uh, Garak stuff. He's done... Um, uh, what's his name? From uh, Cardassians, the bad one. Ducat? Uh, yeah, oh, Ducat. Ducat. He's got Ducat stuff. But they've got all sorts. They've got all sorts of yeah. official Star Trek. Uh, so yeah, I need to get back into reading Star Trek books actually, because some of them are absolutely fantastic actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like Wayne with Last of Us. I've read like a couple of chapters of their books and was like, this is really good. And I don't really have a good explanation other than just real life getting in the way for mm-hmm. not finishing them. Oh, uh, Matt, Matt's TV shows. I'm behind and I need to catch up on or stuff I want to yeah. watch. 
Yeah, and and with, Can't watch uh, more. with me is just video games. I end up being like like playing games, and then I'm like, I really should yeah. catch up on this. So it's well, like third. You uh, earlier, um, Jude. I've gone through mm. this before we started. I think it was you mentioned you that you're really into westerns, right? Yeah, I am now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a. I haven't watched it yet, but there's um apparently there's a TV series called Hell on Wheels. Yeah, I watched I watched a little bit of it and it was all good. But at that time, when I first started watching it, it was like on something where it it cancelled it and you you could only watch it on American version uh, right, of Netflix or something. Oh, right, OK. I think I've got access to it now. But what little I saw of it, Cole Meany. Yeah. And, and so, man, I sat there thinking, my God, because I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite into Westerns myself. Actually. Yeah. And I thought, well, Anson Mount and Cole mean in a Western together. What, I haven't heard of this before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, I'll definitely uh, going back to that. Yeah, because I saw it in, uh, I, think it was, I think it was around your size, wasn't it? Star Trek magazine? Uh-huh. It was an interview with Anson Mount, and it mentioned like at the byline, it's like, oh, yeah, Anson Mount's done this with Ant- Cole Min. I was like, hey, oh, God. How long ago was that, then? Uh, Hell and Wills. Started, anyway. I, I think, think it's, like, it, it's quite a few series in. No, no, I, I don't know if it's finished. still going. Yeah, it's it's finished. It did five. I looked on IMDb. It did five seasons. I think it's 2011 to 2016. So I'm definitely going to kind check about it out. the you know like so many westerns are. It's about the the the, the railroad being laid down in America mm-hmm. and all the corruption that goes with it. So mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah. Oh, I I like Westworld. So. Well, it's not like really it. West because Westworld, <laughs> no, no. you know, sort of a a twist, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, but Cole Meany, like I, I know we laugh and joke about him, uh, but he is a great actor. He's in some all the actor. He's fantastic. And the thing is, you know, because the thing is, yeah, he could have easily, as he was doing a lot, even doing DS9, he could have easily dropped the series and gone, you know what, I'm going to do other things. He didn't. He stuck with it. And that's why mm-hmm. I was, you know, I think it's brilliant. He's a great actor. He's done so many things. He's very, he's very versatile. Yeah, he is what, definitely. That's why I was pleasantly surprised when he was going to be when he was at 2014 because I thought he's such a busy guy and the fact he yeah. found the time to come. I thought. Was yeah, I was surprised amazing. at that time as well. Yeah. So. And relieved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, yeah, those are still some never of the... met Frakes after all these years. No, no, I would love time. to meet him, but I don't, I don't know if it ever happened. Who knows? Yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, but yeah, what we've said, those are some of the things we've got planned for next year, haven't we, Si? Yeah, yeah. sounds good. So. We'll do something. <laughs> positive po- positive trek. Yeah, positive Star Trek stuff. That's what we've got. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no, I think uh, yeah, other than Strange New Worlds, I'm not sure. I've got a Christmas episode planned already. Cool, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've got that planned. <laughs> what, what I want to do for that? Uh, I've had one that I was gonna do for years, and I've still not done it. Yeah. I think I've maybe said it to Wayne. Like, I want to write a TNG Christmas episode on paper, and then it. just narrate it to Wayne, like on air, <laughs> see what he thinks of it. But I've just not got round to it. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. We're watching a Christmas film next year. Really. Yeah, yeah. What, Patrick Stewart in uh, Christmas Carol? (laughs) No, not Mm. Christmas Carol, no. That actually would be enjoyable to watch. This I'm not sure how well. Because I've not seen this film. Simon has once. What film is that? 
uh, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, what's that? <laughs> so it's about a bunch of people who get stuck. Uh, so is it? What, what is it? So I, I, I can't remember the plot. This is ringing a bell. It's. Like they get, I think it's like a power cut or something. Can they get stuck in different places? You go to different people, they're stuck in different places or something. Yeah, this is ringing a bell. <laughs> that is it. I'm just getting up the thing on um, IMDb. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can get some sense to it. Yeah. Jamie, you didn't do badly. Thank you. <laughs> oh, hilarity, romance, and transcendence prevail after a power outage traps six yeah. different groups of New Yorkers inside elevators on Christmas Eve. It has Patrick Stewart in it, kinda, and it has Christina Chong in it. So it has got a Star Trek link to it. But she's from uh, Strange New Worlds, right? Yeah, she's from it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. and this makes you laugh, Jamie. You know, you I rebought the DVD of it. Yeah. Because um, Amazon Prime took it off. They put it back on again. I can watch it back on Amazon Prime. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I thought to myself as we're doing that, I thought I'm not sure if it'll be the following year, but in the future we're gonna, I'm gonna. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll do it. We'll sit Simon through. Um, Jingle you know, all the way. Jingle all the way. Jingle guys, all the way. Oh my god. Have you guys seen that? I've seen it lots of times because uh, my wife loves it. Times. It's a terrible film, but I, you know, for me, it's like it's a guilty pleasure. It's so bad. Yeah. It's good. You know. I pretty much I'm watch it at least once a year. So yeah, it, it is on my list of Christmas films I always watch. Yeah. Yeah. But I just thought you know that would be a great one to watch. Just yeah. Jamie. Yeah. You Did you know all... that there's a Christmas movie with Jeffrey Combs in? Really, Jeffrey Combs? No. I watched about 20 minutes of it, and I was like, I love Jeffrey Combs, but this is bloody awful. <laughs> How about this for, was well, for one, right? Um, I've, it was a Hallmark film my dad and them watched, right? So two guys live across opposite each other. They're like high school rivals. And oh, we keep banging on about this. Yeah, I about did, this, um, yeah. Deck the Halls. Cause you, Deck I, the Halls. We've been called. through this before. Oh, that, I, I have to watch that one. I don't like to watch it each year, but I have to oh. watch it. God, for the best Christmas lights. I thought, could you get a plot that's any more thinner than that? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly. I uh, always uh, watch on Christmas Eve Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. I used to watch that, yeah, when I was younger. Yeah. That That's not bad, actually. I love Muppets know, Christmas Carol. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't until a cut, I think it was only a few years ago now, but I, I actually I hadn't seen, you know, you mentioned it, uh, was it uh, Wayne or Jerry? Um, um, the one with Patrick Stewart, him playing Christmas Stewart. Carol. Yeah, yeah I've never yeah. seen that. Him, I knew he I was. Have, I, I haven't seen. Scrooge. I've only seen clips. I know yeah. it exists. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. And it was actually really good. I was like, yeah. bloody hell, this is great. It was a really good version of it. Maybe yeah. I need to watch that this year then. Yeah, no, it is. It is good. Is it is the full on? Maybe like, that's a, uh, a future Trekmate ed- episode for a couple of weeks time. No, we definitely can. We're, yeah. we're just yeah. having fun. We're just putting in things we actually want to do and diversifying a bit because it's a bit like we might as well have a bit of fun with this, which is why we're doing a bit of Marvel over here, near here and there with Disney Plus shows because mm-hmm. there are some really great ones in there. There's some really crap ones that we have. Thank you, Jane. We have sat through. Falcon <laughs> Winter Soldier he's referring to with a crap one. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't mind that. that. No, no, it wasn't I bad. I, it. I didn't mind it. Uh, the what the recent most recent one we watched was Loki. Um, which oh, I was do like Loki. Loki is great. That was fantastic. I said, yeah. I mean, 
the whole concept of the TVA. I just love the concept of that. Agreed. Amazing. Yeah, just, I really, really enjoyed it. You and, do realise old Jamie would have sat there and gone, I wouldn't like that. Like, why are you watching that, Jamie? Like, you hate time travel. Yeah, I, to, you... I hate time travel. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, even Loki, they made that, made it interesting and made it kind of not, you know, like understandable, not like all the, you know, yeah. tech and bad movies sometimes kicks. See our previous work. See our previous work. Yeah. There isn't really Marvel series that Disney Plus has put out that I haven't enjoyed. I've enjoyed all of them on some level or another. It's like Christmas is coming up, so Hawkeye. Yeah. Is one of the best ones. One of the ones I really enjoyed. Yeah, I really. Yeah, I've not watched that one yet, but look forward to it. I I love how they end, how they bookmarked it. Mm. I don't want to spoil it for these two, but I loved how they bookmarked it. Mm Mhm. Okay, I remember that when I watch it. Did Did yeah. you remember? Do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean, but we're not going to spoil it for anything. No, but that is Jim, really, we, really we good. We'll just nod along. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely loved it. It's then, one oh, of the best things they've done, and it's so clever and comical. But it's oh, mm-hmm. it kind of cherry on the top of the cake, really. I, I thought really, really enjoyed oh, that. And but then also I. Uh, I really enjoyed um, Ms. Marvel as well. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, lovely brilliant. and sweet. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. She Hulk was great. I That's what I missed. She-Hulk. I've not finished it yet. Yeah, it's definitely amusing. I'd say that one. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed that. I I want to see a crossover with She Hulk and uh, Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, that could yeah. be funny. But both characters that are breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I I think that'd be uh be good. But then also I a lot of people uh, were a bit hit and miss on Wonder Vision, but I enjoyed Wonder Vision. Do you know yeah, what? I, I took a while to warm to it, but after I got like five episodes in, which which is a long time really in TV land, like I was like, this is awesome. But yeah. even three episodes in, I was like, is this going somewhere? Yeah, I was. It was. It's, it's the way they 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 structured it, and it was just very like. I thought because I'm a woman, I stick with it, you know. Mm. It was a yeah, slow burn just, at first. Very, yeah, the okay. slowest I think I've ever seen. But, but once you're in, Simon, you're in. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, one, you know, I'm glad Simon kind of warned me because I, because I would have been like, what the hell is this? I mean, okay, it's great what they're doing, but what, what is the purpose of this? Yeah. So well, my wife dropped off after like two and a half episodes. She was like, I can't be watching this. This is going nowhere. And I'm like, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is, and it was, but the longest way ever i think yeah mm. you guys looking... like um they're gone no i was just saying i'm just looking forward to seeing like all of these series end up coming together on the big screen at some mm. point yeah you know that's what is going to happen yeah that could be good sorry what was you gonna say joe uh, jay um you said you quite like falcon and winter soldier as well yeah no i enjoyed that yeah. i did just... enjoy one series I've got to finish is I uh, I I enjoyed the first episode. I just for some reason didn't carry on watching. I've got to uh, watch all of Moon Knight as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah so the plan is for me and Simon, we're going to go through. I think most of them aren't Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also uh, the uh, announcement from Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Deadpool 3. Yeah. So, oh, nice. 
What is that in there? No, Ryan Reynolds uh, and uh, like put out an announcement that uh, Deadpool three is uh, on its way and Wolverine, uh, uh, Hugh Jackman's coming Mm. back. Yeah, well, as soon as you even say that, I imagine that he's only in it for about ten seconds or something. No, no, full on. Yeah. It, really? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay, very cool. I would yeah. look forward to that anyway, but uh, but oh, yeah, yeah that, that's cool to know. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send you the trailer. Okay. It's good. But yeah, is there anything else you guys would like to hit on? Is there notes that we have forgotten? No, I'm wearing a pin. He's wearing a pin. You are wearing (laughs) a pin. Very cool. She said, yeah. Commander Cisco, um, Eagle Moss pin, because I'm amongst Deep Space Nine hardcore fans. It's like, you know what? I kind of had an Admiral Kirk pin for Rick. I might as well put on a Cisco one for these three. Thank thank you. you, I think. (laughs) It's like one of the few ones, like, from the Egomoss Avering Can that I haven't actually worn yet, and it's about you know what, it's probably about any time that I probably wear it, so I might as well wear it for these three. Thank you, as well, because okay. I haven't got many episodes left to do it. Mm-hmm. I've only got oh. like what three left, two left, I don't know, I've lost track, but yeah, oh. it's yeah, that's there you go, small, very small pin update. Very good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything more we guys wanted to talk about, or my battery's about to die? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my let's, let's discuss whose battery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought nine percent. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, I just want to say, like, uh, big congratulations to you guys on hitting two hundred. It's a big milestone. You should be proud of yourselves. Yeah. And, same uh, here. Ditto. Let's, let's see you go for another two hundred. Yeah. Thank you. And thank, thank you. you for wanting to have us on to catch up. It's been really fun. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, really it has been it. fun catching up with everyone and just having a nice chat and just talking to everyone and separately and not having a concrete idea what we're going to mm-hmm. chat about. Yeah. And just having a, like compi- yeah, uh, opinion pieces. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, just a bit more kind of relaxed, really. Because so. I did. Flow. I was a bit too serious in the last one at the hundred, and it's been like, you know what? I'm not going to go through that hassle again, seeing as I I got cut off midstream last time. So I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. What you think it was karma? You were too serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I worked out how much time we'd spent recording all our episodes. Yeah. I had a spreadsheet, and it's been like, you know what? And then I got cut out for 40 minutes of a like yeah. two hour episode it's about you know what um if that's gonna happen i'm not gonna put that time in because <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't use any of it last time it'd be like you know what i'm not gonna bother i'm just not gonna do that this year i'm gonna good just point, kind of yeah. a list of episodes it that everyone's works. been on and just if have a nice way you're enjoying this you can guarantee that people are going to be enjoy listening and at home as well i hope so they've been sat there for about five hours now during these things so yeah well that's why we split it into two parts so that's yeah you, that's what you've got to realize uh, people aren't just the, the people that listen they love star trek but they're listening because they uh, love you guys yeah but, once you get to this point definitely oh thank you yeah. but no thank you so much for wanting to uh have us join you no, yeah cheers guys thank you very much for coming on um 
said, you know, we'll, said we'll be having you on next year anyway. So for like the, the Paul Fries awesome. episode. And yeah, <laughs> I look forward to it. Same. Um, and uh, yeah, we, yeah, just thanks a lot, guys. And yeah, we hope you guys who are listening to us have, have enjoyed yourselves as well. And then um, that ends our 200th episode spectacular. Woohoo! So, yay! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll be back soon with another episode, guys. Absent Bye. friends. Absent friends, yes, absent friends. <laughs> Thank you, sorry. Um, that'll be our next episode. Yes. Bye. Bye. Engage, mate. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.